He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down! You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright! Welcome in the Mike Rutherford Show. I sound very loud today. I'm toning it down right now. Right off the bat, I'm toning it down. It is Thursday, April 21st. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. We're talking Cardinal Sports and Cardinal Sports related items and some non Cardinal Sports related items. For the next three hours, it's who we are, it's what we do, and we want to talk with you. Hit us up! On the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's the number. Text in your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, and we will react to them and read them for the next three hours. Trevor Kelsey coming off of, I mean, last night was, it's a TK holiday. We made no bones about it during yesterday's show. It was your day. Uh, your texture was like, you just got to let Trevor go on a day like this. It's, it's, it's April 20th. This is, this is him. Let TK be TK. And not only, this was kind of like the... The perfect storm last night. It's 420. It's AEW Wednesday, which is already like the Christmas day of your week every every week. Oh, and it was a good present from San Tony last night. You're over there smiling. You and Troy have already been chopping it up about what happened last night on wrestling. Troy was texting you uh, and just opening the floodgates to all of your crazy wrestling thoughts. You like you're you're shining this Thursday afternoon, Trevor. I wouldn't go shining. I'm feeling a little glowing. Rough. A little rough today, actually, more than anything. I'm well, that's that's, that comes with the territory as well. Yeah, long night. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't really, I didn't get a lot of movies. I only ended up watching two movies because of AW. Only, only two movies on a Wednesday two, night. Yes, two movies. Man. I, I went with uh, the biopic and romantic comedy last night. Okay. Biopic was Walk the Line, which I've seen a thousand times, but love it. That's a top 25 Mary movie. <laughs> There's a reason why Mary and me had little TK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want to break that to you on the air, but you That's know. That's fine. I mean, uh, and uh, the other was uh, the 80s romantic rom-com classic, Can't Buy Me Love. Never seen it. With Patrick Dempsey. Never seen it. Uh, it's... I almost did it. Now and I'm like subconscious. It's good. You should watch it. I'm so so so. You got me subconscious. It's pretty good. Like I'm, I don't want to do that. Put it on the list. Number seventy one. Uh, Can't buy me love. I tell you what. If you ever get stranded on a desert island with my list, you you would be okay. Like you would have no reason to like go cast away at any level because by the time they get there to save you, you'd be like, hey, can you give me another day or two? I'm, I'm old, I, I've still got two more Beverly Hills Cops to watch. It's honestly a legitimate question. If I started tomorrow to watch all of the things that you've recommended me to watch in the last eight months, 
would I get through the list before I die? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, there's been a lot of recommendations. <laughs> there have been, but a lot of things that are pretty good <laughs> and that you think I would like. Yeah, I, I, well, I know you would. You can't buy me love. Come on, it's a classic. It's a classic '80s rom com. Never seen it. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's you no, know, it's perfect. Uh, the name W, obviously. I mean, the huge announcement last night. Tony Khan. Dan Grell came back. Just maybe. Ah, Switchblade J White did come back. Oh. And SBJW, oh, love him. The the uh, who doesn't love Switchblade? He's New Zealand. Only only Ross McMahon is more popular in New Zealand than than, than Jay White. McMahon's whatever. And, <laughs> clearly, I'm not from New Zealand. <laughs> I don't remember his name now. He's gone. <laughs> and then uh, and then the big announcement: a new new pay per view coming up. A New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW have combined to make The Forbidden Door, June 26th in Chicago. And yes, I will be buying tickets on May 9th. Love it. I'm heading to that show. Love it. So I'm going to be out probably on June 27th. That's all good. <laughs> so just Can't like, wait. Give you a heads up. I'm kind of glad. I was thinking about going to Vegas for Memorial Day for the pay-per-view, but I think now I'm glad I held off because I'm going to go to this one instead in Chicago. I'm excited for you. Do you want to go with me? No. <laughs> Sorry. You want to think about it for a minute? or No. <laughs> Sorry. Troy will go. Troy will go. <laughs> Troy will go. Big X field trip. Troy, Troy's already in trouble with the missus because he was one paying attention to her last night watching wrestling. Because he's watching wrestling at Cheddar's. I, I, I mean, I've lost multiple relationships due to wrestling. Tale as old as time. Yeah. There's lots that we have to get to today. We've got mostly, this is going to be a basketball heavy show because we've got big time college basketball news nationally. We've got big time college basketball news, uh, news locally that pertains to UK. We've got big-time college basketball news locally that pertains to UofL. Rumors are out there. Nothing definitive yet. We haven't had it. No, commitment watch 2022 rolls on. Day 65, it feels like. Uh, nothing yet. Maybe. Who knows? We're on for three hours. Maybe we hear something before 6 o'clock. But there are new rumors out there, new things to discuss. But before we do any of that, I should have talked about this on the radio a long time before we're doing it right now. And... You know this, I know this. We've discussed this off air, but we haven't actually mentioned this on air. Okay. For the last, man, I want to say, I want to say it's been like four months. There has been a bag right outside this studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been a bag right outside the studio. It's like a cloth cut with like decor, like it's got like logos on it of some kind or like little triangle colored triangles on it or something the best way i can describe yeah. it is it's like a it's a type of bag that maybe you'd find in your grandma's house it, yeah it looks like just like a very old school it's a large bag yes yes it is and a it's cloth of some kind too it's yeah like it's, it, it's patterned yeah it's very obvious that there's something in it oh yeah yeah it has been sitting in the same spot in the parking lot right outside this building for at least three months now. Oh, Snow, rain, storms, sunshine, it has remained there. There's very obviously something in there. <laughs> what is it going to take for us to go and find out what this is? Because I I tell you right now, it would take a lot for me to, to, to peer in there and see what's going on. I, to give a description, like when you walk, for those, I'll paint a picture for those of the, have never been to where we're at. When you walk out our doors to our to the left is our two picnic tables, mm -hmm. which I think in the, the entire time we've been here, I'm the only one I've ever seen sitting there while smoking cigarettes waiting for an Uber. And that was not, that's long gone because now i got the car to sit in. I've seen Jay sitting there. Oh, have you? Okay. Waiting for me to get here to film <laughs> commercial on a Tuesday. Opposed to me, opposed to him waiting in his car. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> and, and right next to that, 
between that and some grass and some, you know, the, our electrical stuff is said bag. And about a, two weeks ago, I guess it was, that sounds about right. I said something to Troy finally. I said, what's up with the bag? Is there a body in there? Is, is, is it trash? I assumed it was trash or something. He looked at me as dead seriously. It was like, I have no idea. He goes, nobody think, knows. He goes, I, he goes, I think a homeless guy left it here like months ago and I'm afraid to look at it. Everybody is. We're go- eventually somebody's going to have to do something. It's I'll do it. I'll I get, I let me get a stick and I'll go poke it and see if it moves. Well, that's I mean that's step one. First of all, it's it, we know it's not moving because it's been there for three <laughs> months and it hasn't moved. Period. It can be hibernating. You don't know the overall like composition of the bag has not changed either. No. So without getting too gross, th- there's nothing that's decomposing in there. <laughs> so we know that. Well, I think. Hopefully, yeah. There's no. It has been kind of cold outside. That's not a 100 guarantee, but not a guarantee. I feel confident. I would think that if there was something, it would let off a smell. That too. Another I mean, another piece of evidence. The movie The Burbs taught me if you leave, you know, a hot summer plus not alive bodies makes smell. You really shouldn't have needed a movie to teach you that lesson, but okay. Where do you think I learned it from? Everything I've learned, I've learned from Tom Hanks films. I know, but. I'm just saying. I'm sad the, the public school system failed you so so miserably here. No child left behind, my friend. I eventually we're going to have to do something about this, and it's just been this unspoken thing here in the studio where it's like, yeah, we all see it. We all see it. We all every day we walk out of here, we see that bag. We see that it hasn't moved. We see that it hasn't been touched. It's soaking wet because of the weather for the last since October or whenever it first appeared. It's been there at least four at least four months. It's been a long time. It's been there since the new year, easily. I think we have to make it a show now. What's in the bag? <laughs> wow, we are filling up this summer this summer break. already. We've got lots of stuff to get to. We've, we've got this. We've got your hypnotist coming yeah. in. Have we have you reached out to him again? I haven't responded to him. Okay, I need to. Sorry, We've got that. Busy. We've got you listing off all of your jobs and ranking them. <laughs> I need to start working on that. Just, that's something I can't just do on a whim, by the way. I need to get start working on that list. I've got an idea for a Louisville bleep tournament, like Louisville things, that, that I'm excited about. We're going to make okay. that happen over the, over the summer. But I love tournaments. Priority one has to be what's in the bag. <laughs> what's in the bag? What's in the Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. That's the sequel. The thing is, <laughs> this is like this lighthearted, funny thing. Like, oh, guys. Like, what if it is something terrible? No, it's got to be just clothes. Like he doesn't have to be anything. I mean, we don't know. I mean, Troy said he. I mean, he said there'd been. He'd seen that. You know, sometimes we'll have some homeless people roam around here. I've never seen them. I mean, I see the kids constantly from the the church school preschool next to us, and I've seen some people kind of like walking into the neighborhood that's next to us, even though you can't drive there because there's a fence locked. But it's got to be closed, right? Whatever it is, is. It's nothing small because that bag has been like it's pretty it, good size filled. It's full. Yeah, I and agree. again, the composition hasn't changed. Like the overall shape has not changed since it's been there. You think like a bird would have landed on it or something to to, to, to alter the shape? I can't point. believe it's been there for that long. We have a, there's a huge dumpster right on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah, the, the rest of the parking lot is completely clean. There's never anything there. Everything's no. in working order. There's a school right here for God's sake. You you don't see because you leave just a few minutes before me, and I always sometimes will sit in the car. I will text some people back. Which by the way, we missed way too many text messages yesterday. I I had to reply. I replied to a bunch of them though, so don't worry. You're yeah. acting like the the tone of your voice is indicating that you think that that's my fault. 
I was trying to hey, power through the text. Take that as You've take got like seven-minute stories of tangents about... Okay, anyway. <laughs> hey, that's how, that's how I meant it. That's how you hear it. That's not, that sounds a, that's a guilty conscience to me. It might be. You might be right. <laughs> but uh, so I'll stop there a little longer sometimes than you. You've got... You, and, and no no reason. You've got places to be. You've got to get home. I don't. Uh, about 6.30, someone will be out there sweeping the parking lot. So there's... That guy's not even touching this thing. No. No, he's not. I mean, there are employees here that clean this place, this place up, yeah. and there's still nobody's looking in there. No, no one. Uh, Troy said he wasn't touching it when I asked him about it. He said he wasn't going to go near it. I'm not touching it. Huh? I'm not touching it. I'll I'll do it. Do you want me to do it at the break? I do. At the next break, you want me to go out there and do it? Yeah. All right. All right, it's happening. <laughs> we've got our show for the day i'm terrified what if this ruins the next two and a half hours well we were gonna come back we're sorry we were 45 minutes late but i wait for gary to get here because trevor got eaten by something he got bitten by a, ra- a family of raccoons living in a bag and has to go to the hospital or it's like the police is, <laughs> are on their way and we're legally not allowed to talk about what just happened <laughs> this is not uh, this is not for a fact we're not doing this for radio this crew. is a real thing <laughs> yes like, should, should, should we videotape it? Probably, yeah. I mean, if, if anything, I need probably use that for like legal reasons later on if, if case it's something bad. Texas says all I can picture is Nate from the office with a beehive, Trevor poking it. Yeah. Texas says the Hurt Locker, big exhibition. Uh, <laughs> you have never seen the Hurt Locker? Hurt Locker's pretty good. I, 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 it's not a big great. war movie, guys. So uh, I've never watched it. Yet. I was, I mean,. I don't think it deserved best picture, but it was fine. Okay. Texas, uh, this is uh, Scooter Dingus. Says, send Trevor out to investigate right now. <laughs> well, we got to do it at a break. Texas, uh, someone tried to drop off their cat and y'all killed it. <laughs> That's not true. Everybody knows I take those in. Texas says, so Sean Moth co-hosting on June 27th. <laughs> it's a good text. Go on and send him an invite. <laughs> Texas says, traveling across the country for wrestling, but Trevor hasn't been to a UFL sporting event in 10 years. <laughs> it's the same guy who always calls you Trent. <laughs> Thanks. Texas says, great radio, fellas. <laughs> Quote, we got a ton of stuff to talk about today. To kick it off, let's talk about a plastic bag outside the studio that none of our listeners has ever seen. You'll see it soon enough. Texas says you're right next to a school and have had a suspicious package in your parking lot for months and haven't done anything about it. Yeah, really. Pretty much. It's the exact scenario yes. that we're talking about here. Right, but next to a neighborhood, a residential neighborhood as well. Texas says, can you please tweet a video of it? I will, I will take a video of whatever happens. And, of course, the uh, Texas sends in the, the, the gif of Brad Pitt with the what's oh, in the what's box. Oh, what's in the box. Of course. Great it's, movie. It's all I can think about now. You have seen that, right? Of course. Okay, just got to make sure. All right, let's talk about Dave before we go and find out whatever the hell is outside in that bag. Yeah, because might, I might not be able to be back for the next segment to talk about. Fire off all the takes you've got right now, just <laughs> in case we don't have a show for the rest of the uh, day. Let me take a deep breath. <laughs> We're the, the lead here is obviously the Cincinnati Reds, uh, only getting out hit by one last night in a 6 nothing loss. No, I'm joking. You got to crawl before you can walk. Can't. I hey, but I thought the lead would be the uh, Red Sox getting beat 6-1 to one by the Blue Jays. By your Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, taking back first place. Suck it, TJ. We're going to talk about, I do want to talk about, actually I want to ask the UK fans who listen to the show, who we love, we have a special place in our hearts for you, we, we, you know, we jab you, you jab back, we have a good time though, I think we all have a bigger, if you're listening to the show and you enjoy it, you have a bigger perspective, which we appreciate, that's how we all should be, at the end of the day, there are bigger and more important things in this rivalry, even though it does dominate a lot of the conversation, but we can all acknowledge that and appreciate it. But I want to ask the UK fans who listen to the show, 
Someone is, is going to have to tell me what the hell is going on with Shaden Sharp. Like, I have tried to figure out exactly what this deal is. I need a quick one of those, like, explainer videos for dummies. Like, here, here's your guide to what's happening in the Ukraine in, like, four minutes. I, but I need that with Shaden Sharp. I, I need somebody to tell me exactly what the hell is going on. Um, I want to talk about the latest transfers that Louisville's in on, the latest updates on the DJ Wagner situation. But we have to start with this, which is we get off the air yesterday at 6. Um, I go home. I see right when I check my phone for the first time after playing with the kiddos for a little bit, I see this this tweet about there are rumors that Jay Wright is mulling a retirement. And then, like, boom, five minutes later, he's gone. Like, he's it's done. It's over. He's meeting with the team. He's retiring. This, out of all the kind of sudden news that we've had in specifically college basketball in recent weeks, this was the one that came out of the most left field for me because – I think we've even had this discussion towards the end of last season with Coach K going out, with Roy Williams leaving last year, with you know Jim Beheim kind of stumbling to the finish line with Rick Pitino now at Iona. This felt like a decade coming up where Jay Wright was poised or positioned to be the new face of college basketball, right? Like the guy that everybody looks to as kind of the, the king of the sport. He's had about as much success on the floor the last seven years as anybody, two national titles, always in the mix, dominated a very good Big East conference. They just went to a Final Four last year. And now, at the age of 60, not going to the NBA, not pursuing other opportunities, just just done. Just wants a, a TV gig, apparently, wants to spend more time with the family, doesn't, according to Gary Parish and Jeff Goodman, doesn't like the fact that this is becoming a 12 month of the year, every single day type job where you just, there's no time off. There's no time to spend time with the kids. There's there no real time for vacation. You can't ever unplug with the transfer portal and keeping your roster going and all this good stuff. And he just kind of said, you know, what else is there left to prove? I'm a little burnt out. I'm done. Shocker last night, Trev. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I was the same with you. I got on. Did you know this first of all? Yes. <laughs> Did I, did I just break this news to you at 320? I thought this is what was in the bag. I thought we... <laughs> I, uh, I, I did know. I, I, got, I, I got on Twitter last night, uh, around not too long after I got home as well. The first things I saw, though, were just like tweets like like kind of honoring him, particularly the one that you put like with the side-by-side of the, the Jenkins shot with oh, him the bang. being so cool. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, So you didn't know like what why everybody well, yeah, was doing this. Yeah, I'm kind of like, okay. I mean, I just thought it was being put up for – whatever reason because it was a cool video but and as i scrolled down a little more i got to you know someone actually saying the word retire and jay Wright in the same sentence or same tweet and same 140 characters and i was like what wait what like is this like i thought april fool's day was the first not the 20th this yeah. is this, no no this can't be right and no pun intended and i just kind of you know i'm scrolling down and i'm seeing it more and more and i'm like this is insane i mean i mean he's Jay Wright's at the top of his game. I mean, he is a 60 years old, which, I mean, 60 in coaching years is like 40 in life. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kenny Payne's 55, for comparison's sake. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who started coaching, I mean, I think, I want to say he started as a head coach later than Cal did. I mean, I can't remember when Cal started at UMass, but, I mean, Wright started around, you know, 94, 95 at Hofstra. So, I mean, and Cal's over 60, I assume. I think he's maybe not much more, but a little over 60. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, I was kind of shocked. And I mean, it's, it kind of sucks because you're right. I mean, I mean, it's inevitable as, as, you know, things, as you get older, you, you, you know, 
you see more people you grew up with and you know pass away and then uh, or in other words retire you start seeing you know grandkids of players you watched i.e dj wagner yeah you know i mean it's it's inevitable it's the circle of life to quote elton john and i just you know it, it, it was surprised though and i and I honestly i can't help but wonder if is this the last we really see jay wright coaching i mean it, it, I, I can know, see him coming back in a few years. I could definitely see him be back. I mean, now I don't see obviously Coach. I mean, we, we talked about Coach. If Coach K isn't back next year at some point, or if it's in two years, he isn't coming back. But there could be a possibility he would come back. Hey, Coach K is thirteen years older. Yes, but I just, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I guess burnt out. I've heard that excuse. I've heard that from you know Dick Vermeil in nineteen eighty three with the Eagles and. He did return 12 years later. Well, you know what the obvious answer is, and the, the story that's been written in columns across the country today is the new NIL stuff, the new transfer rules, the new ha- having to be more hands-on than you had to be even five years ago. More of a young man's game. More of a young man's game, just not wanting to, you know, e- even if you don't think that the rule changes are, are bad, just not wanting to fully adjust and completely change what you've been doing and what you've had success doing this late in your life. I think that there's probably some truth to that. There has been some buzz the last five years or so that, because Jay Wright was never going to leave Villanova for another college job. That I was, that, yeah. we, we had this discussion during the coaching search. Yes, Mitch Barnhart, let it go. The only buzz that's been around Jay Wright has been that he had been interested in potentially making some jump to the NBA and that the NBA had mutual interest. They thought that he coaches a style that would have been worked in the NBA and all that stuff. But there's no real indication that he's going to do that. And so if he does come back to coaching three years from now, let's say he gets the bug and he's, he's fully reset, fully rested. I would guess it's probably going to be at the NBA level. I don't think he's going to take another college job outside of Villanova. I mean, that depends if, 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 for uh, what's his, Neptune is, is successful though, and if you remember that name, I did, did remember did. we talked. I think we just texted about this yeah. last night when Josh Hurd went on Jeff Greer's podcast when the coaching search I think was like two weeks into its its start. This was February. He made some comment about you know the timing has to be right, and he used an example. He said, for instance, there may be a young coach out there who I am 100% convinced is going to be the next big thing in college basketball. He's going to be a, a huge deal. He's got all the characteristics that you need to be a fantastic coach at this level, but he's in his first year right now. His team's three games under 500. I can't hire that coach because that's not something you can sell to the fan base. And I came on here and I said, I kind of went and looked at it, and I saw that there's Kyle Neptune is the first-year head coach at Fordham. They are currently 10-13. and 13. They are three games under 500. Heard work with Neptune hand-in-hand at Villanova when he was there under Jay Wright. I think he's talking about Kyle Neptune. They did improve dramatically. I think they went from, like, what, a four-win season to, like, a 16-win season or something like that. Everybody talks, speaks glowingly about this guy, and he yeah. is now, after Josh Heard saying, I can't hire him at Louisville right now just because of where he is, because of these circumstances, he is going to be the new head coach at Villanova, and we'll see how well he does there. But everybody seems to think that he can be the next big thing. But Jay Wright's footsteps are going to be extremely hard to fill. How long do you think Jay Wright had this in mind? Like did he? I mean, going into the season, I've got no idea because there were no murmurs about this. There, no, there were there was no sort of well, like. Why would there be? Yeah, he he plays everything close to the vest. This included like n- nobody saw this coming. I mean, this took everybody by surprise. This yesterday. is the coaching equivalent of Jim Brown retiring. Barry Sanders. I mean, not Barry Sanders because Jay Wright actually 
does well in postseason, but uh, come on, <laughs> sitting right here. Yeah, no. Unnecessary. Jay Wright would have had more than would at least had a hundred yard rushing game in the playoffs. Unnecessary. <laughs> but Jim Brown, more equivalently, that's it, kind of what it is. I mean, it's sixty is like stepping away from the, the pro game at thirty as a player almost. I mean, it's there's so much more. I mean. Especially right now, I mean, where there's this huge pair. We've known this has been coming for a while, where there's going to be this paradigm shift in college basketball because the old era of coaches, the Roy, the Jim Beheim, Coach K, Rick Pitino, getting up there in age. Your 90s, basically. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the the guys who have dominated the sport for the last couple of decades, they're on their way out. And Jay Wright, although no spring chicken, was going to be kind of like the the new class. He was going to be the new face of college basketball, sort of the, the the transitional guy, like that group who's not young, who's been doing this for a while, and could headline the sport for ten years. Where this, you know, the, the guys who are in their forties or fifties, who are just starting to get it going, could come of age and win titles. And now he's gone too. That Saturday at the Final Four, we know now was the last game for both Mike Shashevsky and crazy. Jay Wright, which is pretty nuts. And we're now left in a, in a position where college basketball only has seven head coaches that have seven active head coaches that have won national titles, and one of them, Rick Pitino, is at a place in Iona where, no. let's be real, like they're not a national player. You're not going to win another national championship I'm there. I'm in the seven are facing show clause and show clause. And yeah, I mean, Bill <laughs> Self is going to be caught up in that. Bill, Bill Self is Bill Self your most accomplished coach in college basketball, short of Jim. Be- I mean, even well, yeah, even over Jim Beheim because at least he has two titles. He's one two. Yeah, he is. I think one of. Uh, I think there are only two coaches now active that have won multiple national championships Ian Bettino. which is crazy to think about yeah. i mean you have the landscape of the sport is now setting itself up for the next wave like you're going to sure. you're going to have new coaches you're going to have a coach pretty much i don't want to say every year because the guys that you who have have won national titles still for the most part are at powerhouse programs that you expect to be contenders but we're going to have coaches winning national titles for the first time more frequently for the next decade than i think we have for a long long time and it's just, it's there for the taking. Somebody's going to step up. Maybe it's, you know, people talk about Chris Beard at Texas. Potentially he's the next big thing. Maybe it's somebody that we haven't talked about a whole lot, uh, stepping up and becoming the next big thing. Like, who's going to be the next Billy Donovan who just seizes the moment and goes from, yeah, like, he's a pretty good coach. He could maybe do big things to all of a sudden, I'm one of the top five coaches in the game. When you talk about college basketball, you're talking about me and my program. Matt Painter's, well, that's a guess. That's Because <laughs> he hasn't won. <laughs> Yeah, but he also hasn't been that close. Well, he's in lead eight, I mean. <laughs> and they're kind of going downhill. Yeah, well, but, uh, I just popped in my name. Well, I was going to say, you know, game. obviously names that immediately come to mind that would be leaders of the new school. It's was also a good rap group. Uh, was would be, you know, I mean, Mark Few's not young, but, I mean, this is his time to kind of take over the reign along with Bill Self. and Could be. You know, we talked about, you know, when we talked about the, the coaching search and the name Scott Drew come up and we talked about how he's, you know, he is to Baylor, what kind of Jim Calhoun was to UConn. This is, I mean. Yeah, who's the name, though? The lines, the stars are aligned for him to, for, you know, 10 years from now, kids being like, Baylor was bad? That that power? I mean, kids are going to look at Baylor like, you know, maybe I looked at Duke growing up. But you know who the name is. Oh, you've got one. Who I think is the poised to become this new Billy Donovan. Kenny Payne. Eric Musselman. Yeah. I mean, well. I got mean, the flair. He's got success now, back-to-back Elite Eights. He's got the number two recruiting class in the country coming in. He's always killed it with transfers. He's got he's at a program that supports college basketball a lot. The fan base is extreme and rabid. They're always showing up. 
Arkansas has been a sleeping giant for a long time. I think they're poised. Like it would not shock me at all if you said Arkansas is going to win a national title in the next five years, and Musselman will have them as a contender in those other four years. Like I think that that's the guy you look. One of the guys that you look at and say he could be the next, the new class. And Musselman, he's, I can see going pro too, though. He's not going to go back. He's, you don't think he's, so? he's been there. He's done that. I think he's good with at the college game. Level. Well, the NBA is a different game than it was when he was there. I still think. I think. I think he's found, refound, rediscovered himself here. I think he's in the college game for the long haul. I mean, Hubert Davis. Hell, maybe he's you know the new class too. He's pretty good early returns, <laughs> at least in the last month. Uh, maybe Tommy Lloyd in Arizona, for yeah. a pretty solid first year. Maybe he could get it going. Um, who knows? Bruce Pearl, I, I guess, could could be that next wave too and we're talking about guys who are like in their 50s and in their 60s i mean there could be some younger guys that we're just not talking about who also could be poised to to seize this moment but they were guys that you would put like on that kind of like second tier of of the coaching ranks and now i mean a a large chunk of your top tier which was your right k and and you know and williams are gone this year i mean that's Three coaches all retired. I mean, and more are on I the way Roy, soon. Roy would have been technically before the year, so I guess he doesn't. He wouldn't be falling in the same category. But I mean, but I mean, with Kay and, and and Wright in the same year, I mean, it'd be tough to find a probably a year where you had two coaches of that level retired in the same. In the oh, same you're right. Year. I mean, I, I I don't know how I would look that up, but. I mean, you're talking. I mean, with K being one of them, I mean, you're you've got to have a name like you know, obviously a Wooden in '75 or. There's know. there's one question that has to be asked now. Is this about to be the era of Mick Cronin? <laughs> no. And I only ask it no. because you're sitting across from no. me. <laughs> it's like it for the Barry Sanders joke, right? <laughs> this is payback. <laughs> um, Texter says, uh, what about Tony Bennett? Yeah, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's one of the active coaches who's won a national title. I think still, even though they haven't been up to their usual standards the last couple of seasons, I think you still expect Virginia to be a player. It's, I'm very, I'm really curious to see if they seize control of the ACC now with, with Roy and Kay being gone because they kind of dominated the ACC, at least the regular season, even when those two guys were there. But the game has changed. And I think that these, these new rules, the transfer rules, the NIL stuff, it might have more of a negative impact on Virginia than just about any other program that's been a top 15 program for the last 10 years or so, just because it's not really Tony Bennett style. Like they have had some success with transfers in recent years, but for the most part, it's been getting good, not great recruits in, having them play sparingly for a couple of years, and then having them become college stars as juniors and seniors. Like that's, it's very much been an old school approach. And I don't know if that's going to have a place in this new world of college basketball. We'll find out. Everybody's kind of finding out on the fly here. Wonder, I wonder what happens with the Big East. I mean, I mean, I mean, we don't know if this Neptune's going to continue the run. I mean, he could be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw, I mean, obviously Kevin Ollie have the, the immediate success very quickly, but then fade away. And we, that same could be with Hubert Davis, but I, mean, I also love UConn fans who see this. They're like, "This is our league now." I mean, I'm like, "You've been here for a minute, and like, you guys have not been that good the last." Day. You, you, Nova's you, dominated the last ten years. Well, I mean, and the AAC was not your league either. Like no. the AAC should have been the league that you dominated, and you guys weren't like in contention half the time. No, UConn's days ended with Jim Calhoun, and the last few Jim Calhouns weren't even exactly the most. Well, I mean, he had good players; he just couldn't get it together. Andre Drummond was on his last team, for God's sake. Yeah. But I mean, you've, you've got but you've got UConn now with Hurley there, who had a, you know did well this year. I mean, you never know. I mean, obviously Xavier bringing back Miller. I mean, the Big East can be somewhat wide open next year. Texas, why again was Musselman not a good fit at U of L? 
I think it would have been great for the U of O. I think it wouldn't, yeah. I think it was just. I think it was financial more than anything. I, th- I do think that the, I think the search committee turned up negative returns on him. Although I don't what, think that yeah. that would have been enough alone to keep Josh Hurd away. I think the bigger issue was you were going to have to pay him, the, at least this was the word, a million dollars more per year than Arkansas was going to pay him, and Arkansas was paying him a decent amount. Well, the search committee was one, one of the concerns that he's too jolly or something. No, he was, <laughs> he was too like too hard to keep a handle on. Yeah, he's too ex- yeah, basically he's, he's too excited. Excitable, maybe, was what it sounded like. Too hard to keep stuff out of his nose. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Oh man, there goes the message boards. <laughs> Not the only one. Look, Musman's wild. Like the, he's a. It's he's, good to assume. He's that. a wild character. It's a safe assumption, probably. There's no. Like, I'm not assuming that. I'm just saying he's he does kind of does his own thing. And at a place like Arkansas, they're going to be, I think, more likely to. I guess put up with that. I mean, hey, then at a place I, like Louisville, I've heard some stories about Hot Springs, Arkansas. Man, people have. I mean, that place was, was a wild place. All right, are we really going to do this during the break? Do we have time? We only got four minutes on a break, though. That, that's my question. I don't know if we have enough time to. You, you might have to work up some courage to look up what's in this bag. Well, I'm not worried about. The, I'm just worried about the time of me. You know, getting out there and do we have? Do you think we have enough time in four minutes to do it? Let's find out. Let's I try. Mean, what the hell? All right, I'm up for trying. We're going to check out and see what's in the bag when we come back. Should I sign a waiver? Should I make like Troy give me like a waiver for like like insurance or something? Like I don't have insurance. We will share what we found. <laughs> Keep you're not gonna want to miss this. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty The Big X. I don't think I've ever heard this part of the song. I think I've only heard the Let's get a party started. Let's get a party started. Very inappropriate music to come back. <laughs> what if we just found a body and this is what we came back to? It's like, oh no. Oh no. Alright, so we did it. We I say it. we uh, very loosely. This was almost all Trevor. You stayed with like three or four feet away with the camera. I did and squealed several times <laughs> while filming. <laughs> he did get scared. I, did, I didn't know you were going to be that aggressive with it. <laughs> so I also didn't realize because I've been like too nervous to look at the bag up close for the last five months or however long it's been out there. Like It was just like a tied up yeah. kind of blanket. So you had to actually go out there and use your hands and open it up. And I'll post the video on Twitter here in, in, in a second. But I... I I don't think I realized how nervous I was. Like, this was all kind of like a radio joke until you started open. I'm like, what What do we do if there's like a foot in there or something? And you opened it up. Then you like kind of shook it. <laughs> it was uh, multiple blankets, one of which you now claim that you want to keep. Yeah, it says cool. Viva La Mexico. It says Viva La Mexico. <laughs> I wouldn't keep it. It's like, it's like color. It's got like the, the, the colors of the Mexican flag. And it's got like a picture of like. I don't know, like a, a kid in a churro or something. I don't know. It's got a picture of something. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, not a 
it's a cool blanket, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and advise you as a friend here. I, I would leave it in the parking lot. <laughs> You're like, how you, you order me one online and buy me one just to avoid me. Just to, that. yeah, I would. Just to be one, <laughs> I'll get you that blanket. Okay, just just do not bring that one home. So there was multiple blankets within this overall, like this, this top blanket. I think one was a pillow. Like, or it looked like there was a, a pillow in there. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then. Maybe most notably, a was it a, like a, one of those like mini kind of powdered boxes of um, jars of like, like orange tang. I was thinking it's a tang, but it looks like I always think of like the pink country lemonade. time lemonade. Thank you. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like those little jars, and it was it was heavy. Yes. And we made the executive kicked decision. <laughs> you kicked it several times. We to... made the executive decision together to not open it because we could see from the bottom, uh, which was clear that. It's very out. Like what's in there is liquid. Yes, we're going to go ahead and put two and two together here. Yeah, a blanket, a pillow, and a and a, and a, and a container closed pillow of liquid. I believe that was urine in there. Clo- it was very dark. Tied up in a in a blanket, like a bag blanket, like like the Hulk would carry on the end of a stick. That thing was heavy. It was heavy. Like the Nor- I think we know why the homeless guy left it. He went with the smaller handkerchief. Like that's why they use handkerchiefs with stuff in it. It's smaller, easier to carry over your shoulder. That's too heavy. So the, the long and short is we did it. We did it. There's not a dead person out there. There's no. not a dead animal in there. Well, now there's, instead of a small bag taking up a small part of the parking lot, there's like three blankets. There's like a blanket spread across the parking lot. It is much more noticeable <laughs> yeah. now than it was before. But <laughs> Troy's going to walk in here and go, God, did, what did you all do out there? <laughs> Here's the deal. If it's still out there after a week, I will bring gloves in and I will throw this away myself. But <laughs> Why are you giving it a week? A week. <laughs> I, I really don't want, I don't want, I don't have to deal with that. But if I have to, I will because it, it, it doesn't look great out there now. In fairness, the bag was there for like six months, it seems like. And in so, fairness, I mean, somebody else should have taken yeah. care of that. At this point, yeah. We, there are employees paid to do this. Like, we've – come on. We barely somebody. get paid to do three hours of radio, <laughs> <laughs> which is why we only do two hours of sports talk. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, no, nobody was harmed. Nothing jumped out. No. Everybody's okay. The mystery has been solved. I don't think there was anything else in there. Like when you when you started shaking the blankets though, because there were when there were multiple blankets inside the bigger blanket, I was then concerned that they were concealing something that was going to be terrifying. And then you just like recklessly just shook it up in the air. I love when I'm like, oh my god, and you just jumped. Yeah, <laughs> he jumped back like two steps. I mean, it was I was an easy mark for that. You could have you could have made any sort of like terror. I, I would have jumped a hundred times. I, just watching your reactions for me doing that. I mean, I would have loved to see like a fly on the wall when that you found a, like a, the uh, the cat in your ceiling. Like, can you imagine how scared you got when we hearing that? No, I was pretty, when it's like just me. When, when I'm like in control, I feel like I'm I'm better about stuff like that. You have no idea. What the- like I heard the noise. And I was walking. I was walking, literally walking upstairs, and I'm walking by where the cat was in the ceiling, and it just meowed. And I, was, I literally stopped and like started laughing. And oh, I'm you like, heard you, a meow. I'm okay. like, you've got to be bleeping kidding me. I'm like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a cat in our ceiling. I'm surprised we didn't find a litter of cats in that thing. I, there was one time, the, the worst I've, I've jumped living at this house with all the, the crazy critters that we have around us was I thought that one of our neighbor's cats was outside the door. I was getting ready to take trash out one night and like open the, we have, you know, the, the front door and then like the screen door. So I open like the, the little side door and then I see like just fur in the screen door and I'm like, yeah, you know, shoe cat and I'm, I'm going to walk outside and I open the door gigantic possum just hisses right at me that was you, the one that i just jumped at i'm so glad i don't have possums we got possums everywhere i mean i see them in my neighborhood i think i've told you i see them like on the when i turn on my street i always see one like crawling into the sewer 
but I've never seen them that close to my house, and that would probably freak me out because oh, they're in my yard all the time. Mine is, and I've told you the story of the bat at Crescent Hill. You have I mean, it's a good I story. Peed myself almost, missed most of nine hundred two and oh two, which sucked them more than anything. But we had a there was one time I used to have in my parents' house in like the main hallway upstairs. We had one of those very old school, like I don't even know how to explain it, like a gigantic fan in the attic that like if you turn the fan on. Like the little opening, like the little blades open up, and so it just like it's supposed to be a fan for like the main room. But yeah, and in, t- in movies, that's no. I think I've yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But so, any anyways, a bird flew down through that fan one night in the middle of the night when I'm like I'm probably Ooh. I don't know 13, 14 years old and flies into my room. And my dad, like you, he's got sleep apnea. He has the machine. He is mm-hmm. he took like AMBN to sleep. So like I like I like the bird flies over and just like sits on the wall like above my window <laughs> right next to me and I'm like half awake and I stumble into my den, like my mom's and dad's room and I'm like there's a bird in my room and mom's like are you sleepwalking honey like and my dad in like his ambient haze and his tidy whities like stumbles into the room and he's like holy bleep it's like, it's like trying to get it out the window like we I was very much a like a what like a, your dad me like kindred souls <laughs> yeah it was it was terrible it was like I was like how do we do that but like that way I did not handle that situation well at all. And we're Nor should I. Texas is Trevor contemplating keeping that terror of a textile speaks volumes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a comfy looking blanket. Texas is so we now know that Trevor's favorite two weeks are the two between 420 and Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it is appropriate that it would be that, that blanket and we're almost at Cinco de Mayo. Texas Trevor definitely needs to wash that blanket. He's not keeping the. the, the <laughs> I can't explain how how soaked this blanket is. It's been out in the parking drenched. lot for like five months. Well, it's clean then, right? Someone? No, we've had we've had snow, we've had rain, we've had all sorts of debris on that thing. No, you're not you're not keeping the blanket. <laughs> it's a cool looking blanket. Right? You could wash it a million times, and it's not going to be. I wouldn't have it in your house. I like how the text text questions whether I'm going to actually listen. If I'm taking the blanket, and apparently I can't, I'm not allowed to. You're not allowed. I, I'm telling you as a as a. <laughs> Fellow human being, <laughs> you're not taking the blanket. <laughs> I, I would at least text her. Come on, give me a look. I would wash it eventually. At least put in a dryer. That thing's. It has to weigh like ninety pounds. It's soaked. <laughs> it is heavy. It is. Don't. You're not. You're not taking the blanket. <laughs> Texture says Henry Iba, Rupp, and Wooden all retired between 1970 and 1975. I mean, that's. Yeah, what years do you say right there? 70? seventy to seventy-five. I think that's a five-year span, though. I mean, it, it is a little bit longer. I, I feel like we're going to have a span. I mean, in this, if you want to play the same game, in this five-year span, and you can argue, you know, the the rules are more loose about who gets in the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. We're going to have like six or seven Hall of Fame coaches probably retire in this in this five-year span because Huggins is getting inducted. He doesn't have that much longer to coach. I feel like Beheim is going to have to call Surprise. it a career at some Huggins point. Huggins isn't in already, to be honest. But with this you. is his, he's finally in this year it, yeah. again. Kenny Martin lands normally in two thousand. He's probably already in. Oh, well, I mean, it's basketball. Thing, but, but you've got Roy K. Beheim. Right, Izzo's in the Hall of Fame right now. He's probably going to call it a career. Sometime. I can see Izzo being the next to go. I can see Izzo being like, I mean, he's already has played. He's become angry yeah. old man a lot more in recent years. And you know, he only started. Well, I guess he. I mean, he didn't. He didn't take over uh, Michigan State to what ninety seven? I think ninety eight. I mean, he's only twenty years in, just over twenty years. Man, he was late nineties because when he won the title two thousand, because Judd Hego was like ninety five with like yeah. a retirement tour. I feel like that was his. I think that was. I'm pretty sure that was his third year when he won the national title. Was it really? Was, it was that that soon? It was very early in his career because I think Heathcote was the one who recruited the Flint kids. Uh, his first year was ninety five. 
Oh, was it? Le- okay, well, I stand corrected then. He I was the assistant there from 83 to 95. His first was, season was 95, 96. I know he was assistant for a long time. I knew that, but still. Okay, he, well, 95. Still, that's, what, 27 years in? I mean, that's... He's 67 now. I in mean, coaching years, though, 27 years does still seem... Doesn't seem long, though, right? I mean, when you talk about some great coaches, I guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's us just comparing it to... You know, Coach K, Coach K being there for so, and yeah. Bayham. Well, Williams didn't start till '88, but but yeah. we're gonna have like seven Hall of Fame coaches probably hang it up in a five year span or thereabouts. Yeah, and I mean, that's I mean, he meant wouldn't it, now wouldn't it, and Rupp were within next to each other because Rupp was '74, I believe, '73 or '74. I thought '74, and we know Wooden is '75. So I mean, those are right next to each other. That's like that's a like K Williams type situation. Yeah, I mean, it's it, every now and then this is going to happen in in all sports where you have, mm-hmm. especially when guys are you know. College basketball coaches are the stars of the sport, pretty much, especially now. And they tend to stick around for a long time at the same place, at least more so than in other sports. So this was this has been coming for a long time, and it feels like it's finally here. This massive changing of the guards is certainly in the process of happening. I mean, I know he was under the radar, and it was kind of the second second coming, but didn't Calhoun retire officially again this year? From like the yes. junior college you did? I yeah, mean, so there I mean, you go. Technically, that, that counts, I, I mean, guess. If you want to throw it in there, I know, again, it was – very under the radar, and, and he was more known, I guess, for the retirement from the UConn situation, but which was, been, what, damn, 10 years ago now almost? Yeah. Uh, it'd be kind of crazy. It would be cool if the best, many things you could change about the basketball fame, hundreds of things you could change, actually, an entire thing you could change. But if they let, if they would do coaches after retirement, like players, and then the, the retirement class that we'd be getting in five years or so. Yeah. With, the, with this group would just be, I mean, you talk about a packed house in Springfield. Yeah, for sure. No I mean, question. But, but then again, but unfortunately, they just put people in willy-nilly, and most of them, you know, whether they deserve to be in there or not, just go in. Texas says, Parent Mike has joined the show to tell Trevor no blanket. You've That's more friend there's been, Mike. There's been a lot of things you've let slide. This is the one time. You're not been, taking that blanket You've been home. so adamant about not letting me no. take the blanket. <laughs> you're not taking that blanket up. Like, I've told you I'm going to do something insane up to show you, like, okay. Like the blanket, no. Yeah, this is where you draw the line. You have found your line in the sand. Your Brian Brown line has been drawn for Trevor, and it is not taking the Viva La Mexico. I just like saying that. Blanket home. Texas says, prime example of summer sports talk, a rousing game of what's in the bag. Also, prime example of snobbery. We pay employees to clean stuff like this up. <laughs> I mean, I don't pay anybody to clean anything yeah, I don't either. If I, <laughs> I would, but I mean, <laughs> was that snobby? I mean, we have, you, you mentioned this. There's we have the people. It's a school. It's yeah. It's not even they clean to do the with parking us. lot. Yeah, out. it's a jan- it's it's a janitor. You know, the, the, a lot of places have them. Not many I've worked at in the past, but this one does. I'm just saying. I'm not. All I know is I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not picking it up at least for a week. And if I do, I'm bringing in gloves. I mean, you could come in like a total biohazard outfit. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's been out there for a long time. What do you think it has on it? It's just, I mean. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Texas' top five scariest moments of my life was walking home drunk through College Street Alley at WKU, and I turned into my apartment driveway only to come face-to-face with a possum standing on a garbage can and hissing at me. Ooh, that would, especially drunk, that would freak me out, too. I've had friends who've had them in their garbage cans, and they open them up, and, they th- and I think about it every time now when I open the garbage See, can. See, now you weird me out because good where my room I, I have a window on the side of my house and next to that is where i keep my garbage cans same that's same exact thing we are and i'm lazy i just lift the window up and put my garbage out 
out into the can. Okay, well, it's not that close. Okay. <laughs> no, mine's that close. I literally blip the screen up and just push the back, the back to the window and drop it in the can. I lean over the railing of our deck. I don't go actually down there. I lean over the railing, pull a muscle half the time, and so I do it, yeah. I don't have to go outside. It's, just, it's one of the reasons why I hang out in this room is so I don't have to like go outside and take the trash out. That's actually incredible. <laughs> it shouldn't be shocking either. It's pretty incredible. I also have uh, – now, I do use the traditional big plastic trash cans, but I still have the old school – Oscar the Grouch cans, the metal ones. I have two of them still next to my house. Okay. From uh, back in the, when my grandparents, you know, back in their day, originals. It's pretty, they're pretty cool. I don't, I don't want to get rid of them because they're so cool. Texas says the reason why Jay Wright retired is because he's scared of Tony Stubblefield and the future of the DePaul basketball program. <laughs> Clearly. I think, I think what is all being un, un, undone here is that we're going to find out Jay Wright is the third assistant. He's the X and O guy we've been asking for for Kenny Payne. Him and Cal, they're fighting it out. They're, he's gonna, Him and Cal and Tom Brady, they're all fighting it out. Coming, he's coming here just to give a, spot, a middle finger to Mitch Barnhart in Kentucky. I wasn't even going to be your head coach, but I'll be Louisville's assistant coach. Oh, man. All right, let's take a break. Uh, I'll post the video of Trevor opening up the, the blankets uh, on Twitter, at Car Chronicle. When we come back, we've got DJ Wagner updates. The, the battle rages on. More good news for Louisville. We'll talk about the Shaden Sharp stuff at Kentucky. And more uh, transfer news. New targets for Louisville are out there. We'll talk about that coming up in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Is this a? I knew you had to learn. Is this TK Faves Day? Or is there a theme? All I think about when I hear this song is the movie Orange County. We are on the same I can't love it more. I also think about the recent cheerleaders dancing in there. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this song. I also think about the the re- there was a tweet recently that was some said something along the lines of like. Stanley Kubrick's you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey is set in the year 2001 and a huge, like, uh, not spoiler, like, mistake, blooper, whatever they call them on IMDb, is the fact that not one person is listening to the song Butterfly by Crazy Town and it's, it's supposed <laughs> to be set in the year 2001. I was like, well done. It's like on the IMDb page. Somebody somebody got it through there and put it on there. Well done. Uh, it's hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show. Uh, for those who well are... Well done to you too, by the way. What do you mean? Subconsciously, you just guess the theme. Is it movies from Orange County? <laughs> movies, movies. Oh, from the year 2001? Yes. Oh, okay. Jay Wright's first year as head coach of Villanova. Ah, I like that. Well done. A little flashback. These are the songs you were jamming when Jay Wright was a wet behind the ear coach from Hofstra taking over at Villanova. Man. And now he's retired with two national titles. What, four, five, five Final Fours? Four Final Fours? I think four. Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, yeah. 09, and then last yeah, year. Yeah, the won the two and 09 and last year. Yeah, sure, yeah. Came close a couple times either. He, his progression too, I think, is is something that should be mimicked and used for future because he was a chameleon. He, he adjusted to the times. He, I think 
every college basketball nerd, I won't say every college basketball nerd, but a lot of college basketball nerds, one of their favorite teams, if you ask them, you know, what's one of your favorite college basketball teams besides like the team that you actually root for, people are going to say that 05-06 Nova team that started four guards and took a bunch of threes. And that just, was the Allen Ray team. Right? Allen Ray, Randy yeah. Foy, Mike Nardi. Like I'll that. never forget Allen Ray because of Kyle Lowry. Ray Allen, yeah. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Lowry. I'll never forget Allen Ray because his eye coming out of socket <laughs> in the Big East tournament was awful, awful. Yeah, that was a good team. That was a fun team. They were fun as hell. Like, they were so fun to watch. And then he became – he kind of adapted to the one and done. There was that brief period where he was taking – high-profile five-star recruits, and it wasn't working out that well. So he adjusted in the middle part of the last decade to, you know, we got to get some lower-end guys that we can develop, make them great college players, in addition to taking some of these high-profile freshmen. And it worked for him. And he'll always be one of the many, many shining examples of how we do this thing in college basketball where the narrative is always the narrative until it's not. And when when it's not, it's the exact opposite of what it was before. You know, Jay Wright couldn't win the big one in 2015. Not only could he not win the big one, he couldn't get there. He was a perennial March choker. All these, he was where Mark Few is right now. These Nova teams, they're just, they're feasting on a down Big East. They're getting all these top seeds. They don't really deserve them. They don't play tough enough competition. And when they face teams with bigger and better athletes like NC State in the second round in 2015, (laughs) they're going to lose every single year. And then boom, it gets completely flipped on its head. 2016, they have an incredible run to the championship game, to, to the national title. 2018, one of the most dominant title runs in the history of the sport. Like they torched everybody. They they really weren't all that challenged at he, all. He had the one final four before the title though. The, in in '09, the Scotty Reynolds game, right? Yeah, which, and people have kind of they still kind of poo pooed on that. Like they they just thought it was a you know whatever. He had a crazy shot against came, Pitt. Came down to between who's gonna who who's actually gonna be the star one, Jamie Dixon or or, or, or Jay Wright. One of them's got to get there, right? One yeah. of them's finally gonna get over that hump, apparently. Yeah, but he'll from a larger perspective, I think the sport will miss him because he was this. It's hard to get to the level that Jay Wright got to and not have there be negative stories out there, negative impressions out there. And Jay Wright didn't have a whole lot of haters. It, what are you going to hate? That he's too handsome? That he's too successful? He makes you look bad next to his suits? And Pretty much. I mean, like Jay Wright, and he was never in any sort of trouble with the NCAA, never in any sort of trouble off the court, never really heard any bad stuff about him. He was a great ambassador for college hoops. And who knows? Like, like you said, he's only 60. Maybe he just needs a, a quick break, and maybe he'll be back somewhere in three, four, five years. But it seems more likely than not that this is it for him, that he's just going to spend the rest of his life being a family man, enjoying the millions and millions of dollars. And somebody pointed this out, and I know that college basketball coaches were well paid for their time back in the you know, the era of John Wooden and all that stuff, but it wasn't like it is today, where some of these guys are the highest or second highest paid public employees in their entire states. Yeah, you can if you kill it as a college basketball coach for a couple of decades, like you're set for the rest of your life, regardless of what you do. Hell, you can suck. If, you, if, if you're at a big enough program and be set for the rest of your life based on your buyout, they'll pay you not to coach. They'll pay you a substantial amount of money not to coach. And so whereas if you were one of the best coaches in college basketball, say 30, 40 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, you had to work deeper into your life if you were going to make a, something that could be qualified as a fortune. And now, I mean, Jay Wright's a millionaire forever. His kids are going to be millionaires forever. He doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life if he doesn't want to. I don't know why I didn't have thought about this. And I was just, 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 I'm just looking at you know the Villanova school history. They've only had four coaches since 1962. 
they're a lot like us. That's insane. I mean, I, I guess I, 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 realized, I didn't realize Mas, uh, Matt Samino, he got there in 74. But before him, they had the same coach. Till 19, they've only had five since 1936. Five that's, coaches since 1936. That's, that's how, pretty nice. It was 100 years. But it's like us. I mean, we went from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer for yeah. a while. And the guys who preceded them, even though they weren't like household names, like, you know, Peck Hidman and John Dromo, like they were wildly successful and stayed at the job for a long time. Like they, there's a lot of similarities there, at least until recently when now we've had like three, inter, two interim coaches and one coach in, in the last five years. It's hopefully did, Kenny Payne's here to stay for a long time. Who did Jay Wright take over for? Um, was it, it wasn't Steve Lapis, was it? It was. Yeah. It was? Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, Mastamino was there. And then before that was. Craft and then because Lapis was there for a decent amount of time, he was there from uh, like eight, 90, nine, eight 90, nine years, right? 93 to 01. Yeah, eight years, yeah, because he was their coach when we beat them when they had Kerry Tim Kittles. Thomas. Oh, no, was it yeah, Tim Thomas was on that team too? Tim Thomas it? was Kerry yeah. Kittles was the star. We beat them in 96 in the mm-hmm. second round, uh, when they were the three seed, and that was a really good team. He that was the farthest he ever made it, by the way. Was it really? I knew yeah. he, I knew he wasn't all that successful, no, no, he but was very he missed, uh, he went to only went to the tournament four times, probably. Honestly, even when you go back to the 60s and 30s, he might be the least successful of all Villanova coaches. I can see it. I mean, he definitely is behind, obviously, Massimino and Wright with national titles. I wonder if Villanova fans, this is a Villanova, I wonder who, who is the more popular Villanova coach. It may, it may be the younger generation, Jay Wright, but I wonder if it's Massimino or Wright. I mean, that's kind of the... Gotta be right. That's gotta be a Crumb versus Patino thing for Louisville, almost. I mean, Massimino was the was, architect... He was, I mean, dude. It's the same argument as Crumpetino if the Patino stuff hadn't happened at the end of his tenure, right? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. And it's kind of reversed because Massimino had the one title, whereas Wright had two, and in our case, Mm. Crum had two, and Patino got the one. And I could be wrong. I don't think Massimino was pushed out. I mean, I could definitely see it possible. I don't remember in 92 when his last season was. He went 14 and 15. He'd he'd been to a regional final in 88, but that was his last real run. He'd had four straight years of... Very mediocre basketball, mediocre basketball. Yeah, you also forget like he that, might have been. I don't remember though. I mean, the other thing about Raleigh Mastamino was that didn't end his career. It wasn't like Denny Crum. He went to UNLV didn't for he? two years. Yeah. Didn't go great, and then oh, he, he no. also coached at Cleveland State for like ten years. Or Did something. he really? Yeah, I don't remember because it, it may not have been that long. He, it was a while. It was like Charlie Spoonauer took over for him at UNLV or something like that. That was a yeah. Yeah, and then Charlie Spoonauer's kid took over at UNLV too. <laughs> He was Cleveland State, not even for a little while, 97-03. I said I thought it was like 10 years yeah, when that was long. There. I don't remember him being there. He had been pushed out of Villanova then. Cause, yeah, because he took over you know, be the very next year. Uh, the people who are saying you need to uh, – I keep refreshing Twitter, hoping – for some reason the video, it's long. It had made me trim the video anyway, and it's still – it's just, uh, trying to get it to load. It's like halfway there. It'll be uh, – I'll try more at the break, but it's – You had to trim it? Yeah, it was like – the video was like 2.45. I always forget that you can only – unless you have some sort of – I don't even know how it works. Like disclaimer, you can because you see longer videos all the time. But I can when I upload a video, it can only be two twenty, okay. so it cut off like the last twenty five seconds. So I was going to post that video and then just like the last twenty five seconds below it. But the video for whatever reason is the tweet will not post. It's like is halfway it because loading. Because the internet here, maybe or I guess I don't know. I've never had trouble posting a tweet from here before, so it's still working. Just keep refreshing. I promise it's coming at some point. Um, text says Mike, you need to listen to the Butterfly Remix with uh, Bad and Bougie. Who and who? I remember the song remixed with Bad and Bougie's song. Bad and Bougie. Did you see, by the way, speaking of bad, remember the memes from six years ago? Probably. Maybe not. seven years ago. Do you remember the, the Catch Me Outside girl? 
I've heard it, but I didn't know what it was about. She was on. She it was one of those. They still do these shows, like on Doctor Phil, like the old like troubled Phil, yeah, kids yeah. coming in here and like Mari Povich. They just, like, and, exploit yeah. bad kids and their parents and try to you know get off on making them feel bad Most about themselves. Fake. I knew someone who was on Jerry Springer, and they they lied fake. to get on. Yeah, they lied to get on. I always figured like sixty. I don't of know if fake. all of them are like that, but I I mean she admitted to me yeah. Well, so yeah. this girl was on there. She was like 13, 14 years old. And it was the, the classic style. Like, she's having sex and I can't control her. And she's doing drugs. And she is like yelling at the crowd at one point. Like, they get very riled up. And she's, she says something like, catch me outside. How about that? And it became this huge meme. That was what that was from? Okay. She parlayed that into becoming a like, rapper. She makes rap songs now named Bad Baby, B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I-E. What a, what? What a world! And if you're wondering that you're like, you lost me. Now. Swear to God, yeah. look this up. This, <laughs> these are all facts that are coming out of my mouth right now. And if you're wondering, and I'm ridiculed. <laughs> if you're wondering whether or not something like that, a career like that, could potentially be lucrative, like there's no way people are listening to this music. There's no way people are taking this young lady seriously. Surely to God, she's going to be. She can't make money doing this. She just bought a 6.1 million dollar mansion in Florida. And if you look at it, it just makes you feel bad about it. This woman has $6 million just for being a trailer trash and yelling, catch me outside. And making bad music. Although Gucci flip-flop's kind of bad. I have to admit. <laughs> Gucci flip She named her song called Gucci flip-flop. <laughs> really? This is the world we live in now. Really? This is why Jay Wright's retiring. Bad baby. He can't, he can't live here anymore. He can't work. I'm going to write a rap song. You should. <laughs> All right, are you ready to talk about everybody's favorite recruit in America, which is, of course, DJ Wagner? Oh, of course. We need DJ Wagner update of the day music. And some days <laughs> it's going to be nothing. But we need to have like some sort of can national I, can news. Can I use the beat from Gucci Flip Flops? Gucci Flip Flops, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll make that happen. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. That's all you need to do. $6.1 million house. Hey, I've got my first assignment for my first rap song. An intro for DJ Wagner. You can make that happen. I believe in you. Jack Harlow. So, DJ Wagner, there has been, ever since Travis Branham from 24-7 Sports, logged a crystal ball projection of Wagner to Louisville. That's where Troy walked outside for the first time. I he's going to notice Is he going to go look at the play? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but I, just, I heard the doorbell go off. I'm like, just <laughs> I noticed that he didn't say anything when we walked out there. I'm like, is he not listening to the show? I don't. I think he was back in the other studio with the traffic. Oh, guy. he was. You're right. Because I know he's here, though, because his office door is open, but I just heard him walk outside. Well, somebody walked, just walked outside. I'm, uh, I'm just thinking I'm hearing Troy in about five minutes walking here and goes, guys, what did you do out there? There are kids <laughs> playing in those blankets. Like, Oh no! They're using it as a cape. That's my blanket, kid. Oh, look, mom! There's some juice in the tank. Well, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Have we just made a horrible mistake? Anyways, take away that back to DJ Wagner. on the DJ Wagner front. <laughs> a man who needs no blankets. Yes. Ever since Travis Branham logged that projection, there have been more people jumping on the ship. You had locally Jody Demley and Michael McCammon of 24-7 Sports both saying we feel confident enough to predict DJ Wagner to, to Louisville. Yeah. We've also had two riders from Rivals log crystal ball projections for DJ Wagner to Louisville. Today we got a fourth, I guess, from 24-7 Sports, a sixth overall uh, national rider to go ahead and make this 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 prediction. And are they so they're lo- the Louisville Cup guys and you got, national guys? We got Louisville guys and we've got national guys. Okay. This, this is Adam Finkelstein from Twenty Four Seven Sports, and he 
I'm not buying his rationale necessarily. Like he's essentially saying, like keep an eye on the Milt Wagner, Kenny Payne thing. Like if Milt Wagner does join Kenny Payne's staff at Louisville, his grandson will definitely follow him at some point. It's far from a sure thing, but enough that I'm making my first crystal ball prediction. I mean, I, it it sounds like from other people besides Finkelstein that they feel like Milt being on staff doesn't even really matter in this. Like they still feel confident that DJ Wagner is going to go to Louisville regardless of what happens with Milt. And I still think, I say thing because I've got no firm grasp on what's going to happen, yeah. but there's been enough buzz that I would expect Milt Wagner to be on Louisville's staff in some capacity or in the program in some capacity. Um, but the fact that it's dragging on this long without any sort of clear indication as far as how this is going to play out and what his role is going to be, or if there is going to be a role makes me a little bit hesitant to, you know, make a prediction about what that's going to be. It sounds like he's not going to be the third assistant just based on if he was, and there were reports like a month ago that he had agreed to a contract already, uh, which apparently were not true. But if he, if he was going to be the third assistant, I'd, can't imagine what the holdup would be. That's what I was. I asked you this briefly at the end of last yesterday's yeah. show about that. Like, is there, you know, is to me, I was thinking they were trying to maybe get around the putting him on staff, that rule that, you know, you have to be a coach for family members thing. Maybe, I think but. there was some confusion about whether or not special assistant qualified. Yeah. That's been, from what I've heard, that's been kind of a holdup there. But we'll see. I mean, it, <laughs> if, if it's not him and there's someone else in mind, I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of a logical reason what the delay would be other than, than the said person they're going after is just still on the fence of whether they're going to take it. But at that point, if they've been waiting this long, then just move on. Yeah. I mean, you go to the next guy. I mean, you, don't, you, can't, I mean, you can't sit around for two weeks and wait for someone to make up their mind. Well, who knows what the holdup is? I mean, who I knows mean, whose end it's on? We, we, we just have no idea. Very curious. And Kenny Payne, like, I feel like this is going to continue to be the way that he operates. I mean, he said outright when he announced uh, Danny Manning last week at that press conference, like I'm, I'm gonna be secretive with this staff, mm-hmm. and he certainly. Had, I mean, the Manning thing for a, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't fart in that program last year without everybody hearing about who did it and how it smelled and what the reaction was. Like, I mean, we heard everything that went on for the most part, and if yeah. even if it didn't make it to you know the airwaves or on somebody's website or somebody's message board, like pretty we much heard. everything that happened got out, and I, I liked. Like, I like being in the dark because of that. Because I didn't like hearing, hey, these two guys got in a fight. This guy got thrown out of the program. This guy's doing that. This guy's – because you, you don't want to hear that stuff. Like, it should be kept in-house. And all those leaks, all those cracks just indicated that this wasn't a professionally run operation. It wasn't an operation that was being run at a championship level. And we saw the results firsthand that would back that up. So Kenny Payne's coming in here, and he's like, you know what? No more leaks. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't have to keep everybody abreast of, of all my actions at every hour of the day. I'm going to surprise you guys sometimes. And I, it sucks for guys like us who are trying to give information to the masses and who are trying to keep listeners and stuff. But from a strictly fan perspective, which I consider myself to be a fan first, a quote unquote media guy, whatever, second, <laughs> media, air quotes. I, know, I, know, I always do. <laughs> I'm fine with being left kept in the dark. I, I if it's if it's an indication that this is going to be a better run program under Kenny Payne's watch, then hell yeah, keep surprising me. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, yes, I mean, I'd like to find a happy medium. I don't want it to, like you said, where you know, church mouse farts and everyone knew about it, like we did last year. Because there's some things that should stay in house. Now they can be 
talked about maybe off the air or you know in tongue in cheek about I mean it's a rumor that maybe that's you know but no everything last year was definitive there was no rumor it was you know so and so has said this it's on you know almost if anything on record and then when we had so I don't mind I agree I like a little surprise but also like with Derek with Derek with Nolan Smith like we knew that wasn't a surprise like that was kind of something that we knew was coming and was inevitable and it was obviously the announced head coach the assistant coach and i think that's just because no one was telling everybody quite possibly beforehand but you're right danny manning i mean nobody knew you would have given me 50 guesses on who would be the second assistant coach and danny manning would have been coming in around 75 if i'm lucky sure of my guesses would have never even thought about i would have probably said mark turgeon before i said danny manning to be honest with you in a guess whether I like it or not is no here or there, but it would have been a guess before Danny Manning probably. I, I mean, but I mean, surprised or not, let's get it going, man. Like, I mean, I just I'm okay with a little bit of secret, but sometimes I like to see a little side boob too. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's what you've been getting. The Justin Perez news, which which still has not been officially confirmed by UofL, but has been widely reported here locally and a little bit nationally that he's going to be the, the director of basketball operations. That, I mean, when the news came out, when I, I think it was Ty Spalding from Rivals first said, hey, hearing that Justin Perez is going to be the director of basketball operations, 99% of Louisville fans were like, okay, cool. Who the hell is Justin Perez? Like, nobody knew who this guy was. Nobody knew where he came from. <laughs> I, I had no idea. None. And nor should we. I mean, he's a guy who graduated from American University in, like, 2019 as a, you know, just kind of average player. Um, has famous parents, but had not like, just got out of law school had never really been talked about as a, a guy who could be a coach and i've seen american play basketball in person <laughs> did you really feel like that was a <laughs> i mean when often can i mention that in addition to the conversation I mean, how often can i bring up the fact that i got to watch them play tennessee in the first round of the 2008 tournament they almost beat Jay Wright and Villanova the year they went to the Final Four. <laughs> Did I can't remember that the o the o o nine run Villanova was down like twelve to them in the in the second half. I mean, when when else in my life am I going to be able to bring up that fact? I don't know, but you don't need to do it on the radio <laughs> when we're talking about something completely different. We brought it up, American. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I blame the bag. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the uh, the Thornton Stocks line. Texas says good gravy. What is with y'all on the bodily functions today? First mystery liquid blankets and now fart analogies. Is this some kind of dumb and dumber hellscape? I think first of all the we didn't make up what was in that blanket. We could we couldn't control that. No, no, it's that that's not our fault. Beyond our control. And the pe- somebody could could fart last year and not find out about it. That's not me. Whatever. Like it was just a, a, a reference. I'm, Apologies for making a fart. Don't apologize. You, no one should ever have to apologize for being a dumb and dumber ripoff show. Texas Mike is right. Gucci flip flops does slap. I'm telling you. It does. It does what? I don't. It slaps. It's is that a is that a is that a slang word? Is it that goes. A, it whips. It's a jam. It's a beat. Okay. It's a banger. It's. I don't want it to be. I don't want to like a bad baby song. It does. I don't. I, I'm, I'm. I just don't know if what you're saying means it's good or bad. I'm. I'm, com, I'm slightly confused. Texture says bad baby made most of her money from a fans a fans only pages. You mean OnlyFans? Wait a minute. Bad. Okay. Are you familiar with OnlyFans, Trevor? Yeah, that's the the. Um, like the the amateur porn site right kind of where people like stupidly pay money to look at like amateur porn when they just see it for free online basically like if you're a d-list celebrity like a bad baby or any one of these instagram models who are just like they're famous because they're very pretty 
Instagram. I mean, you you're, you laugh at all this stuff. This this is a very real world that you just uh, ignore and aren't aware of. I, no, I know what Instagram model is. It's I have a tenuous <laughs> grasp on it, but I'm aware that it exists. I'm an Instagram model, but all you could be, you, you could be an influencer. <laughs> but all these people, they set up their OnlyFans, and so if you want to see a little bit more than than Instagram will allow, or you want to have this close, per, you want to ask them direct questions and they can respond to you. That's Again, my understanding as somebody who's never used OnlyFans no, Only is like that's what it is. So I, I can see how she would have made, I guess, money off of that, which is creepy. People are stupid. Texas Trevor. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. Texas says TK is definitely an OnlyFans user. He's just trying to cover his tracks. No, I'm straight free porn on the internet. He also says you have a high over. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. Have you? Is that a thing? I guess it could. Hair on the dog. Texas says, we need a soundbite of the Go DJ from the Lil Wayne song. That would work for the DJ Wagner update of the day. Is it the DJ? You're playing my tune. Go DJ. No. No. That's the one, though. No. How about DJ Cool? Texas, don't forget to mention Bad Baby making $1 million in one day on OnlyFans. Good Lord, is that real? How hard up are people (laughs) that they're giving this woman $1 million? Oh my god! I thought we were being. I thought people were like had money money problems. Are we supposed to be like a recession of some kind? And Bad Bunny is making a baby. Okay. Well, there's a Bad Bunny too. I know. Did he wrestle? <laughs> yeah, he was a WWE. So I knew he was. Texas says she's made fifty million dollars, and I couldn't be more angry about it. Fifty million dollars. <sighs> that person has fifty million dollars. The less t- the most talentless person probably in America has fifty million dollars. Who do we blame for this? Is it Trump or is it Biden? It's one of them. <laughs> Biden, <laughs> Trump, Tucker, you let this happen. <laughs> Horny o- old men, Anderson Cooper. Texas says Trevor influences me to cringe at least twice every day on the way home. That's what he does. That's it's, five it's bucks right now. Send it to me. Who he is? It's what he does. This is his world. Texas with all the resource. Oh, this is a KRC text. KRC text. Oh no! Well, I think this is actually towards us. Well, we haven't we ha- we haven't brought up the shade and sharp thing. We'll do this. Uh, We'll do that next segment, okay. and I'll read your text, I promise. Texas, where do you ultimately think DJ goes? I mean, as of right now, the momentum clearly seems to be on Louisville's yeah. side. I don't – like, these crystal ball predictions, and it's I, – I get that it's a little bit of a – it can be misleading because you, know, you see these, these predictions. It's, oh, my God, this guy is 62 for 62. He's never missed a prediction, and he's saying DJ Wagner is going to go to Louisville. Well – these people, they're allowed to change their predictions. You're not locked into this at this. Di- so if a year from now, God, it wouldn't be a year from now. I guess it technically it could be. But if this fall, when Wagner's ready to announce his decision, let's say seven months from now, that week, it all starts to leak out that he's he's flipping back to Cal. He loves, he, he can't get away from what Cal did for his dad. He's going to go to you. Like all these people can just change their picks a couple of days before and maintain their accuracy. So I mean, he's a kid. He's going to change his mind probably between multiple times between now and probably. Now. So a kid doesn't like, I'm excited about all these crystal ball predictions. I, I think that the momentum is clearly on Louisville side at this moment, but it's, this doesn't mean that it's over. I mean, if he was deciding today, like that was the deadline, I think it would be, he'd be coming. Sure. You, you would have an old, I have no reason why you would argue otherwise. And if you're asking me to guess, like just based on where we are right now, I've got just, the all, all we have right now is the information we have at this present moment. I would guess Louisville, but yeah. Yeah. I again, who knows? Like everything can change. Texted, I did not expect uh, Trevor to say that he drops his trash out the window, but it does not surprise me <laughs> one bit. I would do that too, but my wife would yell at me. Why would is the trash is getting taken out? What's what, why does it matter how it's been? It's the journey it takes. 
long as it ends up from out of the I'm house. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, there's a, that's the only reason I put the trash bins right in front of the window was to do is so I could do that. Texas said, I've listened to the show since August, and I'm starting to feel like Trevor is an artist of the non sequitur. He's just too good at it to be random. And from the right angle, it's kind of impressive. What's a non a what? What do you call me? Like the non a non sequitur is something that has no reference to what you're actually talking about. It's just a it's a deviation from the conversation. Oh, so, that's me. Exactly. Like you are you are, as the person said, an artist of the non sequitur, even if you don't know what that means. <laughs> Not a clue, but I'll take. Is it a compliment? You're like when there was an interview <laughs> with Kanye West when he first started getting really famous, and, and he's like, he's like, I don't know what juxtaposition is. People keep telling me that I do it real well, though, so I'm I'm going with it. Like that's that's you. You have no idea what a non sequitur is, but you are an artist. You're a genius. You know what you're doing without even really knowing what you you're know, doing. You know, I heard artist, I heard genius. I'll take it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. She uh, texture says Bad Baby actually made five million dollars in one day, not one million. We were talking about it at work earlier. Yeah, t- t- I mean, just make me feel worse. What is going on? This is. Is it was this it Oprah all from someone who said a stupid catch for the the? If she room. hadn't said catch me outside, how about that? She'd be living in Trailer Park, Florida. Like, what do I need to do? Like, to get? I mean, because I know there's all there's all. I don't I don't want to be just a 15 minute of fame YouTube guy. You needed to have found a toe in that blanket outside. That would have propelled you to stardom, and then you would have become a rapper, and then you would have made you'd be buying a 6.1 million dollar house in six years. For that, I'll put my own toe in the damn bag. I can get you a toe. I get you a toe by three o'clock with paint. Texas says maybe we can get Bad Baby to do an NIL deal for some players. No, no. I'll put my hand in that damn bag for five million bucks. We're not doing that. Uh, Give me a saw. People are now going back and forth between one. Uh, this texture says technically we have Oprah to blame for Bad Baby. Another texture right after says Dr. Phil gets the blame for Bad Baby. Can't put that on Trump or Biden. I'm Googling Bad Baby. I want to see this person looks like. Okay, you do that. We're going to go to break. When we come back, less bad baby talk. We'll talk about the Shade and Sharp stuff uh, that's going on. Also, two new targets have emerged for Louisville basketball in the transfer portal. Okay, stop, stop. (laughs) We'll go to break. When we come back, less bad baby talk, more basketball talk. It's the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 The Big X. Come on, Lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. And it's been a while since I first saw you. This classic 2001. Oh, this song is going to be stuck in my head now, dude. There was a topic recently. You know the NBA will play. They'll play music like mid-possession. Yeah. It to- annoys me, by the There was way. a topic about, like, what's the least appropriate song that's, like, somewhat popular that you could, like, would play in an NBA game. I said this. <laughs> like, just imagine, you know, Chris Paul, like, walking the ball of the court. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> that would be That fun. and also uh, hinder lips of an angel. My girl's in the next room. Sometimes, like every NBA player, is like, next, stop the game. What the? Hell? I, I can't play to this. What the hell are you all doing? I would like. To, still, has one of my favorite walk-up songs when I was at the Louisville was "Hey There, Del- Delilah." I think yeah. that would be amusing to hear. I've this song. The street will not post. By the way, this song will. This is, the only thing that's going to get the song stuck out of my head is one of the other two songs we have left coming up that I'm going to play, which will get will replace it. Thank God, because this song will just get in my head. And this is one of those ones like we share a common trade in. 
is I would just make up my own lyrics. Too, oh, yeah. You know, and also, I don't know, something about this song. You ever seen the movie Dead Man on Campus? Yes, Zach Morris. Yes, the guy they, they try to, they think the musician that's going to commit suicide, that's actually doing show tunes. That's this band right here. Okay. I've always figured this dude, because he's always depressed. He's like, I've been a while. He's so depressed. And it's like, that dude, I guarantee he's singing show tunes into a mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I picture him being just like that dude in, in Dead Man on Campus. When did you, when did you get your license? Uh, 96. So did you start driving like right yeah. after that? Yeah, we had to wait uh, a month with your permit. When you hear songs from that year, do you always think about listening to them in the car? Because like when I hear songs, cause I got my license in 01. And every time I hear these the songs that you're playing today, because I pretty much listen to the radio. I didn't. I think I started driving without a CD player. My Chevy Lumina did not have one. I had a cassette player, but yeah. I ended up getting my, and also like my CD player got stolen like three different times. People broke into. My, you saw my '93 piece of crap Lumina. Why are you breaking my? You, you, I've got it hard enough already. Leave Lucille alone. Like have some. Ha, they stole all my CDs. I had to get two like new like CD players I put a CD in. Player in my car to like my fourth car. It was so obnoxious. And I had to have that put in. I, I did. Yeah, I went to Best Buy. You leave your car there for yeah. two hours. They put it in there. That's I'm like, give me the cheapest one that doesn't look terrible, and I'll be back in an hour. That's pretty much what I did with the uh, car I got in. Two, my first CD player, non tape player in a car, was the one I had in 2004. But I think about eight all, years until I got a CD player in my car. Even now, over 20 years later. When I hear these songs, I think about listening to them in Lucille, driving around. I can still smell the smell. Oh, she was I listened to a lot of tapes when I first got mine. Um, one of the first tapes I think I bought was Steppenwolf's Greatest Hits. Interesting. Which is, uh, I, I know, weird. But uh, I had like that tape and Sublime. And uh, I drove all the way to Columbus and listened to nothing but uh, the Pink Floyd album, Wish You Were Here, on, on loop Okay, at one point. Uh, which I know Columbus is only about four and a half hours, but I mean... It's still a couple times around on that on that tape. You're gonna hear the whole thing multiple yeah, the, times. Yeah, the tape's only an hour and like a little over an hour long, full 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 tape. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I can't think. I don't know if there's any like radio songs in particular, like you said though that that really stick out. And maybe if I heard it, it would it would ring a bell in memory. I started driving but, right at the time period where Ja Rule was on 95 percent of the songs uh, on the radio. You when I did a search of release songs in 2001 for today's scene, he's everywhere. It was. And, and I don't want people to think like I'm anti-rap because I don't play a lot of rap on these. And it's not because I mean, I do like, I don't know, now modern rap I hate, but I hate a lot of modern music in general. Yeah, you, you, you get anybody who's making music who's born after 99. Well, because most of it's crap. There you go. Uh, but it's also just, it's impossible to find a, a, even slightly good radio edit to play. Like most of these songs, I can't even like begin to like find a radio edit on YouTube to do it with. Every song. It's just so much cursing. It's you'd like, flip from, you know, 98.9, 99.7, 9967, 96.5, 102.3. Every station, it was like, uh, R-U-L-E. Just uh, Ja Rule everywhere. Well, you, you, and Usher. you threw me off there because 96 was the circa, uh, uh, the No Limit Soldiers came out in 96. Well, that, yeah, that was before. That was me. When I was driving, that, it was, was, that, some, that era was gone. Some of my friends of mine that... Uh, Make them say, uh, Oh, God, I hated that CD. They'd play that damn thing. I loved it. This house I used to hang out with and hang out at kind of a, I guess a flop house in a way. Uh, so we're on Camelot, which isn't the buildings they've been there anymore. Uh, they used to play that CD all the damn time. It used to drive me nuts. I'm like, man, if I wasn't getting free blunts over here, I'd be leaving. You said it. <laughs> Usually you dance around a little bit. Well, this was also 20, 26 years ago. <laughs> 
Sector says, Stain's lead singer Aaron Lewis is now a successful country artist. I mean, I told so you. So close to show tunes, he is what is Sector says. He is the dude. You're, from you're not wrong. Once again. The first time I saw him in a video in two, as a 21-year-old, I said, that dude is a poser. 100% poser. Texture says, the Stain song always reminds me of the movie Butterfly Effect. Uh, it was the theme song for that movie, and it was in all the trailers. I always remember Amy Smart screaming at Ashton Kutcher in the trailer saying, why didn't you come back and save me, huh? <laughs> Isn't it funny the things that we remember from that era? I didn't remember that. I didn't know it was on that movie. Like, I remember. I, I just tried to blank out that movie because it was so bad. Because nowadays, like, I never, commercials rarely stick with me. Trailers, I, I rarely see them because I'm just, everything's, I'm fast forwarding through commercials or I'm streaming or I'm just not paying attention. But I remember, like, like I'll, I'll see commercials from 2001. And I'll remember every single word yeah. of these commercials. Like I watched when during the pandemic, we did a podcast episode where we went back and watched the, the 2003 Marquette game, the Reese Gaines uh, last second shot. Oh, yeah. And they it, tell on the call. Yeah. It, it's on YouTube and they have all the commercials. And I still remembered like every word from all of these commercials. I remember the Mel, what was the Mel Gibson? Was it what women want where he could read women minds? Yeah. Oh my God. I just remember the grandma being like, I like his tight butt. What do I do at the like? I remember that, and I can't tell you one line from one trailer of the last ten years. Probably, girl was dating made me go see that movie when it came out. Oh, I've seen it, and he just reminded me about some funny. I think I think I'm funny. I said on on Facebook when we talk, we start talking rom coms in one of my Facebook groups because of us earlier this week talking about. Uh, you know what 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 constitutes a rom com and Notting Hill and so on and so forth. One of the people in my groups gave out his top five and what women want was number two. No. And my reply to him was, if if you like what women want, I don't think women are what you want. And he's just like, <laughs> I thought it was clever. Yeah. He came back, he was like, don't tell my wife that. I gave her a little bit of yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I have congratulations. sex. Congratulations, yes. <laughs> I'm a man who has sex with women. I replied with the, 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 uh, the, the meme from... Uh, road trip where the guy's like i had sex last night with a girl with a girl <laughs> also an amy smart movie takes that look for trevor's name in the transfer portal every day not yet <laughs> can i enter it i think he wants you to transfer from the show that <laughs> back to krc apparently texas trevor you well he actually accidentally typed the s word so that this is ironic trevor you bleep your filthy mouth ghetto d is an awesome movie what is an awesome movie well ghetto d wasn't the movie that was the album okay yeah i don't yeah. I got the hookup was the Master P movie. Maybe one of the worst movies I've ever you've seen. seen in, it? In theaters. These are all the... Of all the movies I suggest you... I asked if you've seen... I was 13. The, well, that's the one you saw. We also... Fun fact about that movie. Bad. We had to... Do you remember back in the day when you had to go to... You saw it in theaters? That was in theaters? Yeah. You had to go to R-rated movies and you had to get an adult to sign for you. If you wanted to go before you were 18. Yeah, I mean, that was you're supposed to, but most theaters never really. Tinseltown did. They were okay. sticklers about oh, okay. it. Okay, well, okay. And so, I like. I was already 18, 18 by Tinseltown. Yeah, right. one of our friend's moms signed all of our tickets, and we went in. And when they ripped my ticket, they ripped off the complete signature. So they wouldn't let me into the theater with the ticket that I had. And all my friends went in. So I had to go, like, wait so 10 minutes. Lucky. I had to wait. I had to wait, like, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes and, like, sprint in when they weren't looking. And I got in there. I'm like, I'm risking my, like. Like getting kicked out of a movie theater to watch, I got the hookup. That the was, song was great. I, I didn't even realize movie. that was at Tinseltown. Oh yeah. Like I remember, my buddy had like the VHS of it, and I thought it was like a bootleg VHS. Like it, it might have been. Like, it I wasn't a fantastic film. How was that? I had to go. I had to go to the Vogue to see Kids, but they would they put that at Tinseltown. Trevor, Kids was an awesome movie too, though. I like Kids. 
Texture says, how about Kyrie Irving dribbling up the court in a 106-106 tie in overtime to Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips? What? You never heard of that song? No. <laughs> it's a good one. About what's it's the, a great what, visual. What was the rabbit song we, we, you, you brought up last week? What rabbit song? Cottontail. Peter Cottontail. Oh, the, <laughs> that place when you're bringing it up. Well, the one that you thought was him being murdered at the end. <laughs> and people, were like, people were like, no, Trevor's thinking of little bunny Fufu. <laughs> Who bumps that cat's on the head? He killed something. something you're like, you're like, he gets squished at the end. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Like that, this wouldn't be a popular Easter song if he did. You don't know that. I do. There's, what about the Ring Around the Rosies? That song's about the bubonic plague and death. And but nobody knows that. And well, it's also not a holiday song. Well, but it's still a popular kid's song. And it's a, but it's not a holiday song that was made in the last hundred years that kids no. still sing today for, to celebrate a holiday. <laughs> is, that song, is that song less than a hundred years old? What? Uh, Peter, Peter Cottontail? Probably. Could be. I could Regardless, he doesn't die at the end. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the long and short of this story. Texas Trevor seems like someone that thinks Bob Cousy could lock up Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Did you see that? I guess the J.J. Redick. I know he could outshoot him. No, he couldn't. The free throw line. He, Bob Cousy never shot above 40% for a season in his career. From the free throw line. He, I mean, maybe. You ever watch Blue Chips? He doesn't miss. Bob Cousy? I don't think, first of all, I don't think Bob Cousy's even alive still, right? Probably not. There's no way that dude's still alive. I, just thought, I don't even know who the other guy was who was on this one of the ESPN Scream at each other shows. And he's like talking about, he's like, Bob Cousy changed the game. Like he's average. He averaged, so he had 29 assists in one game. And JJ Reddick goes, he was playing against plumbers and firemen. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a good hey, moment. Hey, he went to Holy Cross. Bob Cousy did? Yeah. I don't have to look that up. I knew it. Shout yeah. to Bill Simmons. Yeah. Loves Holy Cross. Texas, all right, let's talk about the Shaden Sharp thing real quick because okay. I, I I cannot figure out what's going on. We dipped in this a little bit yesterday. We did, but but we didn't know like like everything's happened today. Yeah, the announcements I heard. Yeah, for a long time, I think the general consensus has been Shaden Sharp probably going to go ahead and go pro. He's at least going to test the waters, and then we'll see what happens. We expected him to put out an announcement at some point saying exactly that. Like I'm. I'm declaring for the NBA draft while re- maintaining my ability to come back to school. And then today th- there's a loophole thrown in because there's apparently some, and again, th- this is me trying to track this from afar. I've not kept up with this as much as Kentucky fans would. And this wasn't news to, if you're talking about the high school thing. Yes. Okay. This was brought up to me yesterday by somebody too, by the way. Yeah. The, 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 the word started to get out there. I think yesterday that he might not be eligible. For the NBA draft, which would mean he would have to play next season at Kentucky or somewhere else, but presumably at Kentucky. And the whole notion was he went to this, I mean, what's the name of the the school that he went to? It was like Magic City. It's like that strip club. It's like that strip club. It's Magic City. It's like Dream Factory or something. (laughs) Uh, It's something that sounds like it it should be a strip club. The the airport, yeah. (laughs) Whatever it is, it it sounds like it should be a strip club, the high school, and it does not sound real. So... Dream City is the name of the really name? Dream City Christian in Arizona is the name of the high school. So <laughs> via Jonathan Gavoni this morning, he comes out and says all this this talk that he didn't graduate high school or that he you know isn't eligible for the it, it's bonk. The school confirms that he actually graduated in May 2021. I don't know how there's confusion about something like this, but what makes this especially odd is. He graduated high school in May 2021, according to Jonathan Gavoni, and according to the school. They've, they've miraculously found this out. that he, he kept playing and going to school this past fall. He was playing high school basketball in October and November and then enrolled, or, enrolled at UK for the second semester and joined the team halfway through the season. What? 
can you understand my confusion that he he graduated high school apparently knew it he's claiming that he was aware of it the school's claiming that he was aware of it and then is this some sort of like O'Banion thing from Days and Confused where he just wanted to punish freshmen for another year be like the biggest a-hole you're just to be a bleep two years in a row that's not legal right so I keep asking for clarity on this and the only thing that people will tell me is well Cal got fleeced he fin- he finessed UK and, and Cal I'm like well give me details like I Cal Perry. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, how was he fleeced, though? I don't because know. he knew this whole time that he'd actually graduated. He had no intention of ever playing for UK. Oh, he well, just wanted to join the program, get some experience, and then he was going to go pro. I don't think that. I think Cal was aware of this. I, this was always a possibility. Yeah. But if if it does come to light that he knew this whole time that he had graduated and he was planning on doing this the whole time, then it's a little bit different. But I, I, I and now there's some. Somebody sends in a screenshot. They're like, here, this may explain it. Uh, here's the timeline. Matt Jones laid this whole thing out. And it's like a 17-step time. Like, I'm not reading this whole thing. I, <laughs> 17 steps? I don't really? care quite that much about the whole timeline with this. But I I don't understand what's going on. I also don't understand, like, UK fans seem to be more up in arms than, like, this has been handled terribly on by everybody's end. I, and, again, this is something that I have not followed, the announcements here and there. But everybody's pissed off about this, and I don't really understand why. I, I guess maybe Walker and Roush will be shedding some more light on that this uh, next, tomorrow morning, KRC 7 to 9. But it's a it seems like a very odd situation. I mean, to me, the, 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 the feeling I got from the few UK fans who reached out to me yesterday about it, and I guess I could have brought it up on that. I didn't think about it with the high school stuff because they did bring this up to me. A couple of them did. I unfortunately I hang out with way too many UK friends, but they reached out and they so Sharp's coming back. I'm like, if he's coming back, you really want him to. Be? I mean, it's because he's probably falling out of the first round or late first round, and that means you're maybe getting BJ Boston again. I See, mean, I think he's awesome. And, and and I'm just saying, but I'm just telling you the scenario that that was the reason. And then that's when I heard the, oh, no, no, no. He's not allowed to go. He graduated high school, and he, he didn't follow the rules. I'm like, but he's 19, right? And, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, I'm not correct. I mean, he is 19 years old, which means the rule is one year removed or 19 years old to be eligible for the NBA draft. Oh, no, he found a loophole in it, so he's going to have to come back and – it's like, dude, you're holding on to pipe tree, man. Just, just let it go. Let's, let's let really let Jack fall into the water and release him. He's it's over. <laughs> Get over it. They both could have fit. Yeah, I mean, they both could have fit. <laughs> it's big enough for both of them. It's, it's over. Find a new show, Find man. A new show. <laughs> just what other say? I mean, I'll, I'll come up with another movie reference cliche if you like for me. The point is Not always really. the same. Just move on. And I, and I just loved my buddy. He's like, oh, no, he, he's, he's going to get to come back. I'm like, dude, just like, and I guess today he said that he is going, but. He put out a statement Kentucky officially. Kentucky are still, like, holding on to this, that he's not allowed to go. Here's the bottom well, line. He put out a statement, and now Cal has put out a statement in the last, like, 10 minutes. Okay. And they're, they're saying the most bland, vanilla things. Like, Shaden Sharp's statement was what you would expect. Like, I'm going pro while maintaining my eligibility. Like, this has been a lifelong dream. I'm going to pursue it. And Cal came out and said, like, we've been aware of this whole, like, he's been he's a model student during the last semester. We always knew he was going to chase his dream. Yeah. yeah, like, all that stuff. Here's the here, the truth is somewhere out there, though, that, that nobody he, seems to have a grasp on. Here's exactly what happened. No one got fleeced. Sharp came to Cal and said, hey, I'm, I can get in early. I'm going pro. Can I hang out on UK, maybe practice? You know, get some some small exposure. If I find out I'm going to fall at a certain point in the draft, I will come onto the court. Cal said, "Yeah." I mean, because why wouldn't he? It's not. It's it's a win win for Cal whether he plays or not. You know, it it looks good for Cal that he's going to have he's going to claim another lottery pick in the draft that you know, like Enos Cantor style. 
And Cal, I think a lot of people obviously want to see Sharp. I I, mean, I I give credit to Cal for this. I think he fell in the sword for Sharp this year. Sharp wasn't going to play. I had no intention in playing unless he had to hear bad from the draft, which he never was. And Cal, you know, said, blame me, but he's not going to play. And I think it was on Sharp, and it's fine. He should take that. It's what the coach should do for the kid. I don't think that's what happened at all. I, I guarantee. And then now Sharp is going to go pro, well, the, and that's fine. The, the, whole, the whole back and forth that apparently in UK inner circles is nobody knew when he actually graduated high school. Which, well, how did he get an eligible? How did he get enrolled in the school if he didn't graduate high school? You're gonna make me read the whole timeline now because you keep you're gonna keep asking questions. Well, I mean, it's just, here's the timeline that Matt Jones has. One, Cal was notified of Sharp's graduation and wanting to play. Two, the May graduation and even the immediate eligibility were presented to Cal. Three, upon compliance checks, the October graduation date was all that could be verified at the time by compliance. Four. Even with conflicting dates, the October date allows for enrollment at UK, but his eligibility was still to be decided. Five, Sharp's people insist that he's eligible and he can play immediately. Six, eventually the eligibility date comes. Compliance advises Cal that the mysterious nature of his transcripts and conflicting dates. Then the department, along with Cal, have worries about playing him, uh, a player who could be eventually declared ineligible with the fluid and questionable transcript story reminiscent of Derrick Rose. Cal does not wish to harm the potential finish. Outcome of the season does not play sharp. This goes on and on and on and on and on. Sounds like the plot for Bobby Boucher and Waterboy. How do they Did not know sh- when he graduated high school? Did I graduate high school, Shannon? I didn't think I had to. This is reminiscent <laughs> of the Eric Bledsoe, like t- taking Algebra 3 before Algebra 2 or whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't I know mean, I couldn't do that. I, the Rose is another good comparison, you know, where like the, they're like Derek Rose and like the five foot two Asian kid stands up and gets me <laughs> here to take the test. <laughs> no, it's, that's, I mean, we know it's, Cal's not beyond it. I mean, maybe that's why I didn't play him because, but how do you even let him on the team? I mean, if you don't. How because it, because you think it's going to be hard is it to find if he graduated high school. Is the high school not accredited? Is it not exist? Is it, does the school have a PO box for an address? It is Dream City. Is this the, is this the school in Ohio that played football? Maybe wasn't that on this show we discussed? We, we yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're on national TV. Yeah, and they don't even have a high school. They're like a PO box. Texter says related to Shaden Sharpgate. I listened to KSR this morning, and a Cats fan asked Matt if he thought UK could sue the Canadian high school for not providing accurate information <laughs> he's on his graduation. He's in Arizona. Hey, well, the, the school that he went to is in Arizona. I don't okay. know. He's originally from Canada, right? I guess. A a. Um, we well, know he's originally from Wichita. I don't know. <laughs> Was there another? Do we even know where this dude's from? <laughs> He so he played he, original so he's original. Good look, this guy's fascinating. He better be as good as hell because his backstory is crazy. So he's originally from Wichita. Okay, he did go to high school briefly in Ontario. Yeah, because that makes sense. That's an interesting leap. Of course, you know when you're good at basketball, you just you go to, you go to London, Ontario. Yeah, and you play at the Beale Secondary School, and then he finished up at this Dream City School in Arizona, which may or may not exist, and, and may or may not have October graduations or May graduate. The whole thing is just so from Wichita to London, Ontario to to, to somewhere in Arizona. They gotta find a fax. You gotta find that Randolph Morris fax, Sandy. Step it up, earn that check. I mean, does does the school does the school actually exist? Probably, maybe. I mean, it, and, and it can't be. He didn't go all four years to the made up the Arizona school, right? No, he did go. This is just where he graduated from. <laughs> Supposedly, air quote. Yeah, I mean, but but he's only there one year though. I think I don't know, Trevor. Right. <laughs> Again, I told you that right from the jump that I have a tenuous grasp on this whole situation. I don't yeah, know the ins. Here's and the why it's all moot. He's going to be a top ten pick, so he's not coming back. Because if you're top ten pick, you're making. If um, he's eligible for the draft, I mean, you're making. He is. He's been out. Of, he's he's nineteen, right? 
All I know is he has to have graduated in May I to mean, be eligible for the draft, according to everybody who follows this. You can be 19 and be eligible. I, I, Trevor, I'm just telling you what everybody out there who d- does this for a living is saying. <laughs> no, just... You don't get paid to cover the draft. Everybody who does is saying should. he needed to have graduated <laughs> in May to be eligible. Um, so TJ Walker is texting in. Thank you. This is the help that I, I, we need somebody to help us out here. TJ says, supposedly he graduated in December. What? Now, now we have another date. Then enrolled at UK, but then to be eligible for the draft, he was said to have graduated in October before the NBA season. Now the school is saying it's May. TJ. Yeah, he's good because he turns 19 in May. He's only 18. That's that's the thing. He had to have so he had to have graduated before the start of the NBA season is the rule now. It's one year removed from yeah, high school or 19 years old. Unless they've changed it. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh Texas, I got a work call when the topic was DJ Wagner, and I came back to childhood songs about the bubonic plague. I guess I was only gone for 10 minutes. That's what happens. Like two minutes, really. I mean, it, <laughs> it could just as easily be five minutes. He was actually born in Canada, by the way. Texas says, Bob Cousy may have played against plumbers and firemen, but less than 25 years ago, a grocery bagger named Kurt Warner. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. There it is. Yes, there you go. Won a Super Texter. Bowl. Super Thank Bowl MVP. You, and made the Hall of Fame. Yes. I'm not watching that movie still. Are you kidding me? It looks awful. (laughs) I've heard it is awful. It does look awful. Texas said this is how they found the Randolph Morris facts, too. (laughs) Texas, with all the resources and compliance staff UK Athletics has, you think there was no way they could have found out about Shaden Sharp's eligibility? This this whole, I just don't get it. This is a, a strange, 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 strange story. But he's really good at basketball. Born in Canada, moved to what transferred to Sunrise Christian Academy in Bel Air, Kansas. Now, there's a welcome to Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode I would want to see. And then went to Dream City Christian in Glendale. Neither school have Wikipedia pages. Texas, Trevor, sign. Trevor did declare himself for the NBA draft. You need to respect his authority. Thank you. TJ says it's different for international players, Trevor. Stop acting like you know everything. My goodness. Stop acting like you know anything, TJ. Texas, I wasn't confused about the sharp situation until I started listening to the show. That's why you're bumped behind Rutherford now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's going to take that seriously. I know he is. He t- I, told, I told him yesterday, I was like, hey, you're still my number one. You're not getting bumped. Now, Roush, he might be nervous. Roush should. He should be He didn't text you nearly enough. No, he doesn't. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we got hour number five. All right, hour number three, the five o'clock hour is coming up. Two new names on the list, and one name that we really, I don't think we talked about enough yesterday. I want to get the uh, text line's thoughts on him. We'll talk about all that stuff, hopefully less Shaden Sharp, less Bad Baby coming up in hour number three, but no promises. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450, 96.1, The Big X. It's been a while since I can say that I was an addicted and it's been a while Sometimes I feel the fear of the uncertainty stinging clear. How do you feel about Incubus? I may have told you this on, but it's never a big fan until I heard this song and a few others on the Acoustic Lithium channel. Yeah. And I'm like, I really like Acoustic Incubus. Like, now this song's not bad. I like this song. This version's not bad either. I, I really wasn't familiar with this, but like the part, the part of me was the one that stuck out the most because that, its original version is 
way too produced for me. Like too much production work put into it. Incubus was definitely like, the group. Like my sophomore and junior year of high school, like the the cool, like like the the elite, rich, cool kids. Like they were big in Incubus. But them I, and OAR. Who? OAR. I, OAR. Saw, I saw their name come up on the on the list when I was doing the search, and I didn't. It sounded familiar, but I'd already got all the songs I needed, so I was like, I'll move on. Like, Dumb and Coldplay came up too a lot. I'm, now, Coldplay's one I'm not into. Like, I don't know. Something, like, yeah. No. Not, 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 they've never, maybe I'll re-listen to it again, but off the top of my head, not a Coldplay fan. I think Coldplay gets a bad rap. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they're, they deserve some of the criticism they get. I feel like... There was a joke in 40-Year-Old Virgin that just set everybody off to make fun of Coldplay. I think that's where it started. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. I was, that's when it started. When I think of bands getting hating the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin, I was thinking it was Asia. Well, <laughs> you have a framed Asia poster? <laughs> did, how bad did the guy laugh at you? <laughs> uh, quick announcement. the the video. If you're just joining the show, we started off by well, – we, we talked some normal stuff, and then I brought up the fact that there had been a, a bag-slash-blanket mm-hmm. in the same spot in our parking lot with they clearly had stuff in it for like four months nobody had touched it had not moved and i, I felt like it needed to be addressed trevor people has, were aware of it here because we had talked to him about oh, we've it. talked about yeah. it but nobody was willing to do anything no. and so a hero emerged and that hero's name was trevor kelsey <laughs> and during the first break we walked outside and trevor uh opened up this giant blanket we found out what was inside we talked about it on air i took a video of it and i've been the video for whatever reason would not tweet from my phone here in the studio i finally got it up so if you've been waiting to see this video oh, there were some people on the text line saying i keep refreshing where is it it's up now part one if you just if you want to see the second 45 seconds it's below it but you can see exactly what went down you can get your first glimpse at trevor kelsey in all of his glory his beautiful blue jays t-shirt yeah i gotta have the blue you gotta support the jays today so it's out there on twitter at car chronicle while you're there give trevor a follow at trevor kelsey he doesn't tweet that much you may think it's a horrifying place it's not nearly as scary as you think it's going to be he's not just like you know, like you're afraid to follow some people because you're like, I feel like I only get a glimpse of their personality when they're doing the radio thing or when they're doing the website thing or doing the TV thing. And if I saw any more, it might make me not like them. People may feel that way about you. I'm sure. If you follow him on Twitter, it's not going to, I promise. No. He's not on there enough. He's not. He doesn't give horrible bold takes that are going to make you feel less, of, think less of him as a person. You know, one thing reason I don't do... I, I I used to do more tweeting, and then I would come on the radio show, and people would be like, "Oh, yeah, you tweeted that yesterday." I'm like, "You know what? I'm never, that's when I decided I'm saving everything for radio." It's smart. I mean, I'm, I mean, because I, I feel like I get everything out there in, in various forms. And if you, one of my big, I know it's, I'm sure people listening have caught onto this, and I, I get told about it sometimes, and I I know that I do it. But I hate, I'm so aware of repeating myself yeah. that I feel like I preface a lot of comments with, we've talked about this before, or I think I said this last week, or I think I, I hate doing it because I, I just know that there are some people, and I know it's the minority, and people will tell you all the time, like, it's the, the especially in radio, the audience is resetting, you get new people in the cars, you know, you, it's, it's fine to talk about the same things and make the same points, but I'm very aware of the fact that some people are listening on podcasts, they probably listen to the whole show or they read the website or they see my tweets and they're like, dude, you're saying this for like the seventh time. And so I feel like I have to make like that, that, that announcement to address it. Like, Hey, I, I know that I'm, I've said this before. I feel you. If you're judging me for this, I'm right there with you. But this conversation leads me to make the same point again. And I, and I, and, and I know I do repeat myself. I don't try to, but <laughs> you, you are not aware of the fact I'm a that you're burn, doing- I am, Yeah, I do. Try, <laughs> I, I actually actively have tried to not repeat myself. Uh, but I 
sometimes it happens. And uh, I'm, the video's on in the background. I'm like, now nah, I still want this blanket. Like, I'm seeing it. No. <laughs> no. Foot's down. Not happening. It's still not happening. You're not taking that blanket home with you. <laughs> that's a cool blanket. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why the, the long, long version of short version of the long story is that uh, the one of the reasons I don't tweet. I will, if, I, if I do anything, I'm usually just kind of retweeting. One or t- I may I may retweet somebody or quote tweet somebody like once maybe twice a day and that's about it. At that, that's fine. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm good with that. Usually, it's almost always something wrestling related or from like that '70s sports account, which is hilarious. Whoever runs that account, kudos to you. It is it's a good account. It's a good account. Yeah. Uh, TJ Walker texted me. He's trying I to personally text. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to like read this if 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 TJ's saving it for the text line or what, but. He's saying it's it's really confusing. The Sharp camp keeps changing when they, when he graduated as they see fit to make him NBA eligible, and the school is happy obliging, which is hilarious. So it sounds like the like Shaden Sharp and his camp are doing whatever they can. It's clear he wants to go to the NBA draft. Yeah, I mean, he's talked about being a, a top-ten pick, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, 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 and if on the rookie scale of NBA, a top-ten pick, you're minimum making $3.7 million. Your lottery pick, lottery picks at minimum get, I think, three point four. <laughs> See, I don't care about that. I care about him well, not playing for UK next year. I'm just saying that's but, where my head is. But my point is, if he's a lottery pick, I know that I know they can bring the nil money. They're not matching the NBA. No, 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 no. In a nil money, money, which I saw some Louisville fans talking about last night, saying, you know, we need to with all these these recruits that, especially the 2023 kids that are five stars that have Louisville on their short list, we need to not just get them, but we got to get our NIL money up to make sure that they're playing here for multiple seasons. And I wanted, I was like, guys. I know this is new territory for us. I know we're, we're this is new territory for everybody. You ain't keeping DJ Wagner no. or some of these other kids in school for more than one year if they're definitely going to be top ten, top five. No, picks. your number one. Pick you can't makes, raise that much money. Yeah, the top pick is ten and a half million in his rookie year. I mean, it, this is not like oh well, this you know Glenn Robinson holding out type thing, which you know led to led to the rookie scale thing twenty something years ago because he wanted a hundred million dollars as a number one pick. I mean, these are in stone set. I mean, there's a rookie scale and how much you make, you know, for a three, a four year deal with a fifth year option or third year with a four year option. I forget what it is uh, down the line. And your smallest, I looked this up last night. It was just because I got in a conversation about it. And the, you know, the cheapest, the last pick in the first round makes just under $2 million. I mean, yeah. and that's a good nil deal. I mean, we're talking about Oster getting that as the, the guy's a player of the year at UK and he's talking about making about $2 million. Yeah. So it makes sense. The point for him. the point is, if you don't realize this, if you're a first round pick, you're locked in, probably guaranteed top twenty pick. Very unlikely there's any reason to come back, no matter how much deal you can offer. Now, the only reason why he would, and it would be, I guess, hubris, if he thinks that he's the best player in the country, which he can, might be, he can move up to like uh, move up to, to a number one. Pick, yeah. If he thinks that he can be awesome. the number one pick in the NBA draft with a full season of oh, showing his skills at UK, thing, bet though the risk absolutely outweighs the reward, and you would have to have a lot of faith. And I don't think it, just based on what TJ's texting and what most Louisville fans are saying, or Kentucky fans are saying, is he clearly wants to go to the draft yeah, right now. I think so. And I, you know, I've had texts. We we had the, the UK fan text her and say like the other day, like I value your opinion. Like rivalry aside. Do you think UK's preseason top five without Sharp? And maybe, but just as a as a rival fan who very much wants Kentucky not to be good enough to win the national title, I would be far, far, far more concerned if Shaden Sharp 
goes there. Now, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and the outs of like the Livingston kid or the uh, uh, the other kid they've got coming in. Uh, I'm sure they're good. They're always good. But Sharp, I know, is an all-world talent. And if he came back with Wheeler and Shibway and some of the other guys they're going to have come back and this top five recruiting class that they're bringing in, yeah, I'd be very concerned. I think they still have a, a shot, no question, but I think Sharp's that good. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think he is an absolute difference. They would be terrifying if he came back. Never seen him play. <sighs> I mean, I could watch highlight reels, but what good does that really do? You you, but you can watch actual games of him because he played in those. Highlights. Yeah, I, mean, I think that he's he's he looks awfully good. I'll I imagine. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm. Not, I mean, he's looked at it being a top, you know, a lottery pick right now. I mean, I would say he's a decent perimeter player with with a, with an okay jump shot. We didn't talk. I'm going to preface the – I want to get to the two transfers that we found out today that we have contacted a little bit later. But we didn't really talk a whole lot because it came up so late in the show about Imani Bates yesterday. We now know, and there had been widespread speculation when it got announced last week that Bates was going to transfer from Memphis State, that we would be involved just because he's a Rock Nation athlete. We have reportedly hired Justin Perez, the son of the the, the Rock Nation CEO and president, to be our director of basketball operations. There's an obvious tie between Kenny Payne and, and players who come from there. We now know via the on three report from yesterday, Louisville's one of 11 schools that seem to be involved with Amani Bates. And Bates is without question a talent. How much of a talent I think is still yet to be seen. Is he a guy who peaked when he was 15? Is he a guy who just, didn't do the right things when he was 16, 17, 18, and that led to him looking like a kind of whatever player from Memphis last year? I think you just described my career. Or is he a guy who just needs to be in the right situation? I think, and you made this point, and I, and I agree with you. Oh, my Lord. I think that you said the same thing yesterday when I said that I agree. You've been making good points recently. <laughs> every, every now and then. It's usually when we're talking actual sports. Your, your non-sports topics. Right like, twice a day, right? <laughs> I think with the position that Louisville's in right now, the risk outweighs the reward. The, the reward, the potential reward outweighs the potential risk with Imani Bates. The reverse of the Shaden Sharp what we were just talking about. Yeah. We have five players that we know are coming back from last year's team. And it's, the, it's five players that we want, but let's be real. These are five players from a team that won 13 games. Maybe they can be markedly better with better coaching and a more stable environment for the next eight months. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they can't. Maybe they're just not going to be good enough to make us tournament good. We know Kamari Lands at this point is going to come. I think that's a significant help. He's a guy who I believe is good enough to start right away. And even if he doesn't start, he can help you out. He should be one of your better bench players. He can get buckets. Well, I mean, Devin Ree madness continues. <laughs> We're on day 73 of Devin Ree watch 2022. I still think he's going to commit. Can't tell you. We'll find out. You still got six scholarships now. We have no idea what Roosevelt Wheeler's doing. Nope. Roosevelt Wheeler was... I said this that Friday. He had the, you know, UofL had the I'm back graphic for him. He had the the statement prepared to release on Sunday. And then for whatever reason, didn't. I mean, if he does come back, you still have five spots. Well, if he does come back, you still got, yeah, you still got five. Yeah. And that's assuming that Devin recommits. As of right now, there are only six spots on next year's roster that are officially claimed. I think Louisville believes it's in, it's in a good place with Sean McNeil, the West Virginia transfer, who has one year of eligibility remaining, could come here, would help us out by being a, not just experienced player, but it's a very good outside shooter. We score, need that. Score another one for the balloon glow. Score another one for the balloon glow. <laughs> Bring him in there. Well, that's that's Brandon Huntley Hatfield too. Well, that's he's Thunder. Which one will we take into the boat race? 
<sighs> we don't have anybody coming in that Thursday. That's Imani oh, Bates. Man. Bring him to the boat race. <laughs> Lock him up. Hutley Hatfield, nobody seems to really know what he's going to do. I, th- th- there's no indication. He's, he's kind of a wild card, but we're definitely in the mix. He's taking an official visit here. He's got five other schools that he's taking visits to. We'll see what happens. But Louisville is not popping up on a lot of these short lists of transfers that they have gotten in on. So I think it's understandable at this point. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we have an influx of talent coming. Maybe DJ Wagner is going to reclassify. That's been a rumor that's out there. I don't think it's true, but we'll see. Maybe we will end up getting all this talent, but it sounds like at least for year one in Kenny Payne, the roster is probably not going to look like what we hope the roster is going to look like in years in the future, which is understandable. Again, you mm-hmm. cannot promise these transfers that you're going to be eligible for the tournament. That's going to affect who you can and cannot get. I hope some little fans aren't like, well, Cal did it in a one year. It, I, circumstances are different. Let's, let's, let's be real. And I mean, it, Cal also got in at a time where he still could recruit players. John Wall was a member of the current recruiting class. Oh, his entire UK first class. He got them all. The he, yeah. he flipped all those guys. We are not in that spot. We're not. Yeah. So that being the case, if you have a player like Amani Bates, who Maybe he still can be the next LeBron. He was talked about in those terms. Maybe it's possible. Maybe even if he falls woefully short of that, he's still a pretty damn good college player. Maybe that's possible. And maybe he totally flops. Maybe he's a, a cancer in the locker room. He's a distraction. He want, It's still worth the shot, I think, if you can get him. Yeah, I agree. I hope that – I hope we get him. Like I, I hope we, we are competing with some pretty stout programs for his services – but I think you just have to hope at this point that the situation at Memphis was toxic for him. We know that there was, I mean, you know, his dad came out and said he's, he's hurt and he's, that's why he's not playing. I don't think that that was true. It, it seems like that there was a rift between him and Penny Hardaway and that coaching staff and maybe yeah, some of the other players on the team. I think the fact that Penny saw his job on the line because they were, what, 5-14 and 14 on the season or something. And, and he then was, he played him in the NCAA tournament out of nowhere. And then he, he benched him and went with, the, went with the more veteran guys, and they ended up winning like 16 games in a row or something crazy like that. So I think – Houston three times. It's not a no-brainer. Like, we get this guy, he's going to score 20 a game for us, and he's going to be a superstar. No. But the fact that it's even like a – he has that type of ability or has shown that type of ability in the past, to me, given the situation we're in, it's worth taking that risk. Now – the other guys that we've gotten in on recently that we know about, again, sometimes we pop up on these lists and there's been no, Louisville's reached out to him. We just pop up on the list. You never know. But I want this kid just based on his name alone. It's not his real name, but Duquesne transfer Primo Spears <laughs> is in the transfer portal. It's not his real name? No, his real name I think is Amir, but he goes by Primo, which, I mean, if, you can, get, you? if you can get people to refer to you as Primo, you go by Primo. He has a list now of the following schools. TCU, Oklahoma, Maryland, Louisville, Seton Hall, Kansas State, Wake Forest, Pitt, Iowa State, Xavier. I saw Kansas State's name on the uh, Davis kid, too. What, what's Kansas State up to over there right now in Manhattan? Having a new coach. Is that what it is? Getting Bruce Weber out of there. No, that would that would make anybody second-guess thinking about going there. I would, I would want to go there, too, if Bruce Weber wasn't there. Now, Spears, here's the good. Six foot three freshman guard, by the way. So he's these are the types of recruits that I've said I think we have a better transfers that we have a better chance of getting the ones with multiple years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Who you can say we can't, we think we're going to be potentially eligible for the tournament next year. We can't guarantee it, but 
we should be in the clear out of there. And you've, you know, I don't think Primo Spears is going to go pro after his next season. We want you to be a senior leader here in a couple of years when we bring in the freshman sensations like Wagner and something, and and you be that that leader on with young talent. And in the meantime, you say, even though we're not, even if we're not eligible for the tournament, ACC games are on TV all the time. You know, when Louisville plays Duke, it's going to be on ESPN. People are going to be watching. It's different than playing at Duquesne. It's different even than playing at West Virginia, Sean McNeil. It's different even than playing at Tennessee, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. There's more of a microscope on you at a place like Louisville, and there's a lot of energy around the program right now. The fans are excited. So even if it's a, I hate to use the the phrase, but even if it's a lame duck season where you know from the start you can't play in the postseason, there's going to be eyeballs on you, and then you'll get a taste of what the real life as a Louisville basketball player will be moving forward. So the good on Primo Spears, he led Duquesne in scoring last season. 12.7 12.7 points per game. He ended in a flurry. His last three games, he scored 25, 34, and 30 points. Those last three games. That's the good. The bad, he averaged 12.7 points per game on a Duquesne team that was 6-24 and 24 and went 1-15 and 15 in the A-10. Bad team. No, way to, no other way to describe it. Bad, 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 bad team. The Kings in Philadelphia, right? Duquesne? Yeah. Haven't we had this talk before? It's in Pennsylvania. I believe Duquesne is in... Did we get it wrong last time when we said it's in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia? I know that. I thought, I think I said it was in Philadelphia. We both agreed and we both were wrong. I, think, I know that. I think, I think it's in Pittsburgh. I think, okay. Well, it was in Pennsylvania. It's not, a, it's not one of the big five. I know that. If no, it is in no, Philly. it's not. No, I was looking at it. But I think, yeah. I think last time you said Philly and I just went I along with you. It's in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, I think you did. It's in Pittsburgh. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. One of us learned our lesson, the other did not. <laughs> we forgot it. Tale is all the time on the show. Again, we're repeating ourselves. We are. <laughs> Somebody's listening to the show. It's like, did I just hear that conversation? Shut up. <laughs> so Primo Spears, add him to the list. The other player, another great name. Better than Primo Spears? Eh, debatable. Cassius McNeely. <laughs> he just made that up. I swear to God. There's no way. And it's Cassius. It's like C-A- a bad, bad Irish stereotype name. <laughs> Cassius McNeely, C-A-S-H-I-U-S. That's how you spell it. <laughs> Where's he? <laughs> you want to know where he's from? Ontario. <laughs> Theme of the day. Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the name of Peter's like illegitimate father from Ireland. <laughs> he started his career at Texas A&M, went the JUCO route, and then was most recently at TCU. Okay. The reason why I, I think people feel like we have a solid shot at him, he had previously been committed to Maryland when Danny Manning was the interim head coach. No. This was, he did not commit to Mark Turgeon. He committed to Maryland when Danny Manning was there. He since, has since decommitted from Maryland and is apparently down to Louisville, Pittsburgh, and Colorado State. So that's a six foot four shooting guard, another guy who, you know, modest numbers, can apparently shoot it fairly well from the outside. That's, that's kind of been his billing, but we don't really know a whole lot about his game. So he played for TCU last year? He's on the roster. Yeah, I don't see him on the roster here unless he didn't. Unless he has a, a, that's not his given name. He tr- he transferred to TCU, left the program before playing. Oh, okay. So, so most recently, he was a member he, of TCU. He wouldn't be on the roster. Okay, that's why he's not on the this roster. Yeah, he's not. That's why he's not going to make the sports reference roster. Then a well-traveled young man. He is already. Sounds like it. If you want to say that, he was the number one thirty-one ranked player in the class of twenty nineteen. So once again, not a guy that I think is going to change the landscape of your season if you get him. Like nobody's going to. I don't think Louisville fans are going to take to the streets in celebration if you land Cassius McNeely, but we're clearly going after guards now. Yeah, listen, if Cassius McNeely and um, 
Debo Spears, whatever his name is, is, is Primo. How do you forget a name like Primo? <laughs> if they're listening, don't take the strong way, guys. But this is with, when, with Kenny Payne and what the expectations are with this program. And I know it's early, and I get that. And so, uh, while I get it, I don't think a lot of some fan base won't. These are the names of like th- these are these are the girls you're going home with into the bar when you shot been shot down by all the ones you really want to leave with. These are the three a.m.s. Let me take one more shot. She seems hot enough now. Like that. That's what. That's what the, the these recruits. That's the equivalent of these recruits to me. Eloquent. Thank you. Well put. D- doesn't it? I, I know it's hard not to be insulted by that comparison. I know. That's I, 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 what I see. I mean, I mean, this is not what. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not going to be any good, or be, or fans won't learn to love them if they come here. But this is not what you want. You don't want to hear, despite how cool the names are. You're a little fan. That's not the names you want to hear. It's it's not. And this is why I don't want to do the whole like I told you this a month ago, and I'm I'm wanting up to be right because I think th- there's still very much a possibility that I could be wrong about this, but. I was concerned that Louisville fans were going to get their hopes up for this immediate, and it's this to you when you were saying, I think they could get a turnaround right away. The roster for the first season, I don't think you can read too much into it, just because this is going to be the only time that Kenny Payne has to recruit with the cloud of NCAA suspicion still looming out there. And it's it's not going to, and also he's late in the game, he's too late in the game to get, to get in on all to get in on any of the 2022 prospects that we haven't already reached out to because all of them are committed. And they're firmly committed to programs where they're, they're they're going to go. I mean, hell, with the new signing periods, like they're they're signed, it's done. Well, but the the the, the what's the kid's name that we talked about had the two commitments on Crystal Ball. He's a twenty two guy though, and uncommitted, right? Do I, uh, Devin Ree? Yeah, Ree. Thank you. Ree's yeah, Ree were in on Tyrell Ward's the highest ranked unsigned player well, in twenty twenty two. Is what I'm saying. A handful, but not enough to build like to, to do what I think we're hoping he can do with the 2023 class and then every class after that, which is get on, get in on all these five stars and sign them and have top five classes every year. The transfers again, you're probably not going to get the cream of the crop this year because you can't guarantee that you're in the tournament. So at the end of the day, we're going to have this combination of players coming back who we have to like, if next season is going to be an overachievement, if we're going to be like a top 25 or fringe top 25 type team, those guys are going to have to get way better. We, we're going to have to bank on them having a full offseason of great coaching, great improvement, and them being driven on their own to be much better players than they were last season. And then I think you need Kamari Lands to live up to the hype, maybe even be better than you would expect a top 40 player to be as a freshman. And then we're going to have to get some guys that that just fill roles uh, as transfers. I mean, Amani Bates, again, that's why I say you take a flyer on him. Because if he is yeah. the player that people thought he could be three years ago, then boom. That's the difference between being fringe top 25 and potentially top 20 good. But I worry that some Louisville fans who were kind of like me and had their reservations about Kenny Payne, maybe he wasn't their first choice, maybe he wasn't their, their top four choice. I worry about them flying off the handle if the season is just kind of a whatever season. And we take a couple of early losses that if we shouldn't, maybe we don't have a fantastic showing in Maui just because, and I'm, we have to be patient because we don't know what's coming in October. I agree. And in my, I, I said that I think a quick turnaround is possible. I don't think it's plausible. I think it would be totally possible if 
if if we knew if we'd found out. I mean, we could still get we get this re you know we get re kid and we get the other the other decent recruit that's still out there. Which I think if you get those two, that's going to quench the thirst of some that are that uh, when you bring in you know Primo Weed and, and the other guy Primo Weed and and, and Cash McNeely. Uh, when you bring those guys in, you know, the, if you get to two of the other recruits, then, then the people will be as happy about those guys. I think the, the thing and you can have it still a good season with them. You never know. I mean, I think the thing that's going to alleviate some of those fears that I'm talking about, where I'm, I'm worried that people are going to be like, well, clearly we made a mistake. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I thought we were going to be just rolling. Every, <laughs> all these fans on Twitter got my hopes up right from the start. The thing that will alleviate those concerns is if he does start getting commitments from DJ Wagner and these other top players in the 2023 class, and he can say, we can all point to that and say, that's the way it's going to be after this year. We know what we're dealing with yeah. with the NCAA, whatever that winds up being. We'll move on from it after this season. I mean, I, I, I'm i banking on the fact at this point, which is a dangerous game when you're talking about the NCAA, I'm banking on the fact that we are not going to get a multi-year postseason ban. So you can say, after this season, we'll still have some punishments out there, but the big one's gone, it's done, out. We can recruit kids now the normal way that Kenny Payne's going to recruit. We can recruit transfers the normal way that Kenny Payne's going to recruit. And now you're going to see the real future of the UofL basketball program. But I just, and again, there's still time for him to, to prove me wrong about this. I think that the roster for next season, it looks like we're heading down a road where it's not going to be as good as we want it to be under Kenny Payne. Should it be, assuming that Kenny Payne is a decent enough coach, a tournament team, though? I, again, I, I, I mean, just to tell I can't me, answer just that the right guys now. We coming back, I would We've got five guys. Right? If you have a, an, a, an above decent, if Kenny Payne is a good coach, a good coach right now with even the five guys coming back would make me think they can compete for a tournament on the bubble. I thought last year's team could with a, with the with the proper coaching and nothing against Pagese. I think the situation didn't help his inexperience, but the right coach in last year's like Rick Pitino coaches that team last year, the exact same team. They're they're if not in a tournament, they're on the bubble. Maybe I I. I don't have a firm grasp on that. Like, I think what you have to hope for is like the first year under Patino, where we saw how bad the talent was in that roster the year before. Well, we didn't have. We knew that before he got there. Right? We that did. I mean, but he basically had the same team, and the the reason why we had some hope that we were going to be able to over- overachieve in that year one was we had exciting freshman Brandon Bender, Carlos Hurt. They're going to change the game. Wow, I was Boom! Thinking. They're both gone before the calendar flips to two thousand two. <laughs> That mixed with the, the gains had a lot of momentum too. He did, but he also wasn't. Year. He wasn't. Well, he he played two under Denny, so he was oh, a junior yeah, in, yeah, in Rick's right, first year, and he hadn't been consistent. He showed flashes, but he was not nearly consistent enough in those first two years. We saw guys who had been just kind of whatever players in those two years, those last two years under Crum, be totally different. Oh, vastly improved in that Larry first year under Patino. Ellis Miles, prime examples. Well, Ellis definitely. Luke Whitehead definitely. Larry, it took a little bit of time. It did, but 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 Ellis was night and day. I mean, Ellis Ellis I mean, was absolutely night, you watched and day. night. You watch Ellis Miles' freshman year, and I mean, I would have bought. I would have been like kick him off the team and bring Mac Wilkerson back. Same. I mean, that's how bad he was. I also think Reese was. He went from looking like a guy who, yeah, like one night he's going to get you twenty five, the next night he's going to turn the ball over six times and go two of fourteen from the field. He, he was a top recruit though, which helped a little bit of I think, I and mean, he was like a top fifty recruit if I remember right. He was, but again, like. 
everybody who was going to Louisville was even at that time was still like a top 100 recruit. Most mm. of the players were, and he he went from looking like that inconsistent guy to like all American caliber player in those two years yeah. under Patino. And Patino said that he's like those first two years would have sucked if I didn't have an all American that I inherited. I think that's your hope for next season is that these guys, and you know we'll, we'll see who winds up committing here the transfers, but those those guys L. Ellis, Sidney Curry, uh, Mike James, who we still haven't seen at all. They're just that much better with one stability, not having, you know, this no, coach for no, one month, this coach for, and all the off the court chatter, all that stuff, and having a full off season to work out in a new system. And hopefully, I mean, let's, let's be real. We hope that this coaching staff is just better at their jobs than the previous coaching staff was. That's, that has to be the hope if we're going to be top 25 slash tournament good next year. What did we win Patino's first year? 14 games? When 14, 19, I think? Like no, no, no. His first year, we, we flirted with the tournament. We went like okay. 19 and 13. All right, well, so. And we ended up making the NIT. And, and no, that's right. I know we went to that T, but yeah. Because his first year, we started off. Loss, right? No, the Temple, Temple. was the second one. No, that was the first one. Was it? Who did we got Bernardo Balkman That's in right, the final, the final four. four. Yeah, we beat Southwest Missouri State. and yeah, Because, and yeah, we actually, I, I'm proud of myself there. 19 and 13, exactly. Patino's first year. Okay. So we, we started off uh, 9 and 1. We were looking really good, and then we hit a little bit of a lull. And then at the end of the season, I remember we beat Cincinnati. Uh, we beat Charlotte. And there was some talk that if we had beaten Marquette in that uh, CUSA tournament quarterfinal with Dwayne Wade, like we would have been firmly on the bubble. And they it was a, a close game. Wade took over late, and they won. But it was still a, I think overall, a successful first season. I mean, and then a year later, we were conference champions in a four yeah. seed. I mean, but so I mean, saying if Payne can be a coach, good coach. Who's to say Curry isn't Ellis Miles? Who's to say L. Ellis isn't Reese Gaines? Who's to say you know? Or Mike James maybe could be rescanes because it's a little closer in height. But the my point is is that I mean, I could see, you know, this team being a flirting with 16, 17 win team, and that's the flirting with the bubble at some point. Yeah. I can too. And, and again, there's any now Payne's not we don't know. We, coach. We, more than half this roster still hasn't been filled out. Like we're no, talking about this with six roster spots currently claimed. We got seven to hey, fill. It's a starting lineup. That's all we need. It is. Uh, My four are out there. You guys have thoughts on the Thornton Sacks line. We're going to take a break. We'll take those after the break. 502 414 1450. If you want to weigh in on this or anything else that's been talked about today, it's the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll wrap it up next here on 1450 The Big X. Played them back to back. There was a big 311 Incubus rivalry. Was it really? Oh yeah. There was like the lead singer of Incubus was recruited to join 311 behind closed doors. Picture those two bands fighting. I'm picturing like the swinging, like the, like the doggy paddle swinging. Because there's that that line in that song. It's like if I choose to become one of the Hive, and I guess the Hive was what people referred to as 311 back in the day. I only know this because there was a kid in one of my freshman classes at Dayton who was so obsessed with 311 that he did his whole speech on them and like broke down this whole like feud and handed out CDs to everybody in class. Like it was like wow. okay, I was like all right, tone it down, buddy. Talk about the, like the lamest version of uh, Tupac and Biggie you ever really seen. was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way he laid it out. Like I'm listening. I'm like this. Is, this doesn't seem cool. Movie comes to your mind when you hear 311's Amber. 
I didn't know it was in any movie. I, I maybe it's just because a it was a first date with a longtime girlfriend, and b the trailer would play when I was working at one of my last video store stops. But fifty first dates. Okay, I, I think I've only seen like once, and it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's not not the best. The ending is what really kind of ruins it. Did you see? I was telling you this off air. So I noticed on my timeline like a couple hours ago, the Yankees played the the Tigers in a day game. Okay. And I noticed like the the official Tigers account tweeted out like LOL, and I saw like Yankees fans upset, Tigers fans upset, and I realized it was because they had to intentionally walk Miguel Cabrera in his last at bat of the game when he's he's one hit away from three thousand. Didn't know he's that close, by the way. And so I'm like, oh, and it's so weird to follow this stuff from afar. And then I get a text while we're on the air from <laughs> my buddy Dylan, the hitting coach of the Yankees, who just goes, "Bleeping Christ! I don't wish having to walk." Miguel Cabrera in his fourth AB when he has a chance to reach 3,000 hits on anyone. The fans were bleeping ruthless, even the Yankee fans. It's like, yeah, like it's just funny to see I mean, it first history. Yeah, I mean, you want, I mean, you, there's a they're good, trying to win. I mean, they're trying to win, but there's also a good chance. I mean, you're to see a guy hit 3,000 hit. I mean, that's still like the threshold of Hall of Fame for baseball, right? Yeah. I think the home run numbers should probably go up from 500. Do you think? I do too. The Yankees also, by the way, got blank three nothing. Dylan was like, he goes, if we wouldn't have been missing blank shots down the middle, we probably wouldn't have had to walk him. <laughs> He's getting frustrated already, folks. Ooh, a Devontae Parker headline on ESPN. What's it say? Devontae Parker says he, quote, chose to be traded from Miami to New England. Okay. I was really hoping Good. I'm really coming to Philly, to be honest with you. Good. I didn't think I'd be surprised. I'm a little surprised they got as much as they did for him. See, now, you, you kind of called me out about not getting the text yesterday. This is. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm we're going to try to get to as many as possible. 17 minutes, hit him. Go. Well, we don't. We can't go to like over six. We got like. We got to go out right at six because we got 605 with bats baseball. Okay, 13 minutes. Okay. Scooter Dingus texted back in. It says primo means cousin in Spanish. Fun fact. <laughs> Primo Spears. I did not see that coming from, from he knows. Dingus. He knows. Uh, Taylor says, uh, reacting to the video that I've posted on Twitter of us, uh, you, opening the mysterious blanket in the parking lot, it says, Trevor sporting a who beard in that video, which is fitting because he always seems happy, even when Mark Emmert steals L's Christmas. Yes. Do, I've been it does kinda, the picture looks, uh, that looks like your beard. The, 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 the character that plays him in the real life, somebody have tweeted and texted us in before, they think I look just like the guy who actually plays in the real life. I can uh, see that. Who, Bill? Yeah. I'd... A mixture of him and my son. <laughs> you got lucky because I was actually going to shave the beard last night. Because you know I'm lazy. I just let it grow for like two weeks or a week or so because I hate shaving. Nothing wrong with that. So I was actually going to shave it last night. I will have it shaved uh, by at least a week from tomorrow when we hit the road, baby. Yeah, we'll be on the road next yeah. Friday. What is it? Uh, Oxmoor? Uh, Oxmoor Ford, yeah, Oxmoor of uh, Shibble Road, yeah, by the Oxmoor Mall. We're leasing a car from them right now. I might even pull out the suit for that show. Oh, now the question is, what color shirt do I? Because I have multiple color shirts to go with my suit and ties. What do I pull out? I don't know. We'll see next week. Decide. Show up and find out. Find, show up and find out. Buy me a car. Texas says three AMs need love too. That was your in, oh, re, in yeah. response to your comparison about. Oh, I'm the being guy the version of the 3 a.m. pickup. I'm fully agree. Take, apparently, somebody has multiple people have sent this in. Apparently, somebody has messed with. I don't know if this is you, uh, DJ Wagner's Wikipedia page to say that he has committed to Louisville. Was not me. Was not you. Okay. They won't. Wikipedia has it's got me on a tight leash still. Yeah. Um, says maybe this is KP letting us know how he's going to recruit via his via wiki. 
It'd be nice. Just check all these recruits' Wikipedia pages to see if any of them have been updated. Texas, my strategy for next season is to have low expectations and be pleasantly surprised if we succeed them. I think it's a fair mentality to have going into next year. I think we need to... And and I I say wait as the person who's discussing this on a sports radio show, but as far as like what... Because you've asked this a couple of times. Like, do you think that this should be an NCAA tournament team? Do you think this should be top 25 team? Let's wait until we get the roster together a little bit. We've got, again, six players that we think are going to be on the team for next year. Although I did get an interesting text during the break. I feel good about Roosevelt Wheeler sticking around. So that makes seven. I think, you know, keep an ear out. I think in the near future, we're going to get an announcement from Rose. I feel good about that now, Um, which makes me happy. I, I think Roosevelt showed enough flashes last year that with the right teaching, a.k.a. Big man whispers, Danny Manning and Kenny Payne. He could develop into a very good college player. Uh, Terry said, who did more damage to the Louisville program by the end of their coaching tenure, Mac or Patino? It would be Patino, unfortunately, I would have to say. I mean... Damage, I would say, yeah, but Patino also did way more for the program. Yeah, but that's not... The, I agree. The, the topic. Agree. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. damage probably Patino. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, Patino. Patino left with two violations and a, a pin on violation and then a, a violation on parole, whether he was aware of it or not. That's Mac just got whiny and took his ball and went home. Texas, we hired KP in defiance of his inexperience as a head coach because of God recruiting prowess. He can't go absolutely over in his first recruiting class, regardless of the disadvantage. Well, I don't think he's going to go over. It's a good. I mean, let's say because everybody's been saying for two weeks now that Devin Ree's going to be this first commitment. You bring in him because he's a top seventy-five kid, right? Top eighty. He's seventy-seven in the latest ESPN rankings. Okay, close enough. He was eighty-two, I think, in twenty-four-seven. You, you bring him in, you're going. Trust me, the the Louisville staff and the the, the Twitter uh, social media fanhood is going to look at that as a top team. I mean, they're going to be hyped over it. Well, let me ask you this. Because, again, it should be probably. he's a guy that we have just assumed now for a couple of weeks is going to commit to Louisville. Yeah. For the last, like, 72 hours, there's been reports that he's going to commit, like, any second now, and he still hasn't. He was the previous LSU commit, right? Ex- yes. Okay, yeah. There have been – there's been some buzz, at least, that Maryland and Kevin Willard and that staff have thrown a wrench into those plans and that maybe that's what the holdup is. So let's just say for the sake of arguing, Devin Reed does not go to Louisville. Does this become viewed as like a a Kenny Payne failure, like a, a swing and a miss? I, I think th- it kind of has. to. I think you're gonna. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't automatically call it a, a fail. The tenure failure. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this. Recruit, but yeah, but man. your your retractors are going to definitely. This is this is ammo in their their gun. I mean, and they're gonna they're gonna fire away like a semi automatic. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna point it out and remind you over and over that. Hey, this is a guy you hired. I mean, we haven't seen him coach obviously yet, but maybe at this point, we, you know, the season's beginning. He brought you nothing. He's supposed to recruit. You couldn't. You lost this guy out to Seton Hall or Maryland. Or Maryland would be in the or, exact same situation yeah, that we're I mean, in, and is viewed as a lower program. Trust me, they're gonna. They're gonna. I, the retractors are gonna. They're gonna use it. And if you're not a retractor and you're someone who's trying to stay positive or you're even on the fence, just try to ignore it. I mean, it's it's not the end all be all. It's maybe not the best start you want, but it's not the end-all, be-all. I'm going to let the retractor comment slide a lot. What, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Detractor. Oh, yeah. Either one, right? Either Sure. Can't they both be right? Sure. What's a retract? Isn't it like 
pulling it back still? Retractor would be somebody who would, I guess. That I was a movie, science fiction movie too, I think. Reanimator, I think. Is yeah, what you're thinking of. Well, yeah. Like, you know where my mind was going with the that. The fact that I know how your mind works at this point. Because you know what movie I was thinking of, right? The fact that I just, I, I, I can tell what you're thinking. American Beauty. It's so. Yeah. Scary, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because once you get inside this head, good Lord, man. you I don't sense. like it. It's a labyrinth in there of like smoke and, and, and like, and smell. Like there, some people have never made it out alive. We know. Some have made it out just never the same. It's like being John Malkovich if that was a <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> You know, I've never seen that. It's I, I like it. It's weird. I, I was should because I love John Malkovich. But you know, Texas. What people forget too is that an NBA player will also have uh, image and likeness deals and other sources of income. Yeah, as far as like the Shaden Sharp stuff. Yeah, but we, as we said, if you're in a certain part of the draft, it doesn't matter how much your deals get offered. You're not going to match the deals in the draft. It's just not going to happen. Texas says the day that Mac resigned, Trevor didn't tweet a peep about it. Instead, he wanted to remind everyone of how underrated a baseball player Vince Coleman was. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, <laughs> yes, Vince Coleman was underrated. I don't, you can take your you can take the Mets tenure and throw it aside. Okay, the man could outrun many things except for a tarp. Did I not tweet? No, that was not. That was just referring to when you made fun of me because I got mad about Vlad not getting a, a MVP vote. Oh, when you were in the middle of my timeline, everybody's talking about the same thing. And you're like, was, how did Vlad not get an MVP? It was right after the L game had just kicked off against Central Florida, I believe. And I was, I mean, we were like, it was like 7 nothing in the game. Like, it was early in the game. And I'm like, I'm just like, I get frustrated to that. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Like, where is your mind at? I'm like, I'm pissed off. Somebody's got to step up for Vlad. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't think I bet I didn't tweet today. Mac retired either. Got fired. I'm sure I didn't. I bet you didn't. That's why he's yeah. worth a follow, folks. He's not going to cloud that timeline. No, 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 no. Texas in hindsight, McMain saying dominoes with a straight face during practice is hilarious. I don't even know what this is what in reference is to. Dominoes during a Texas Jay Wright third assistant confirmed. Yeah, you're right. Put it on the message board. Jay Wright, Coach Cal, Coach K, or Tom Brady. One of those four. They're all in play. Fight it out. See Cal. Yeah, Cal Perry. He's going to leave Kentucky to be our system. He's in the hot seat. He wants to get out. I hear that. He wants to get out ahead of the all the, the you know the, the, the drama. He doesn't get Shaden Sharp back. Yeah, he wants to you know get the get the, get, the, get the band back together. Kenny Payne and the boys. Cal's one of the boys. Texas says Jay Wright ruined everyone's 420 buzz in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, you're lying about that. I do feel, I mean, obviously we've gone through our yeah, fair like, share like of. Like Philly fans care more about the Eagles than they do probably even do Villanova basketball. Well, Philly, Philly fans also don't claim Nova. That's I've learned that firsthand. They're more Temple, right? Yeah, they they think you know Villanova is posh and it's, yeah, yeah, it's not real Philly. They're what North Carolinans look at Duke. Like if you live in Durham and you hear you know stories about who live in Durham, I know somebody lives in Durham. Like they look at Duke and like that's just no, don't count. Don't. Right, even though the the Philly view is valid, and I think that North Carolina fans who have that view is ridiculous because you're all the same. Congrats. <laughs> but imagine, I mean, we've had our fair share of heartache in college basketball, so I, I'm not weeping for Villanova fans right now but it is a different breed of like disappointment when you're totally blind like everything's perfect everything you're rolling along nicely you went to a final four mm-hmm. you can tell yourself hey if Justin Moore doesn't get hurt in the elite eight we may have won the national title yeah and all this guy does is reload we've got a solid core coming back we're going to be fine Jay Wright is king of college basketball with coach K gone and it's gone boom out of nowhere kind of Petrino leaving for the Falcons to us yeah, but uh, serious punch in the gut. You're on. You're on cloud nine. You're, you can, you don't think you get any higher with with without a bong, and then you realize, boom. But also, like Villanova basketball, different level 
historically than Louisville football at that time. Like we have to be, and and Petrino had flirted with everybody for like five straight years. So even though he had said all those things before the start of that season, I I think that anybody who, anybody who was being real with themselves was worried about him walking away at some point. And it was still a surprise, but like we knew that it was going to happen at some point in time. If you're a Villanova fan, you're probably thinking this time yesterday, you got like 10 years left with this guy. At least. Like yeah, he, you weren't afraid he was leaving. Right. He's not going anywhere else. He's only 60 years old. Hell, he looks like he's 48. He looks great. Like, he could do this for 15 more years if he really wanted to. He's the complete opposite of bad baby. Yeah, we're, we're just, <laughs> life's good. And then, boom, all gone. That would have to have, that would have been a rough Wednesday. Texas says, this is Shaden Sharp. I have no idea what I'm doing. Please respect my decision as I pray on this. Cal, that's a good boy. Cal, I don't, Cal that's a good boy. What? I don't even know if that's for... Us or for KRC? I'll say it's for both. Texas says, I thought of this when Trevor said retractors, and it was the <laughs> the prison mic clip from uh, from the office. <laughs> what he, where he's talking about, the, the worst thing about jail was the Dementors. The Dementors, they came down from the ceiling. Is retractor a real word? It is, but I think it's like a piece of equipment. <laughs> no, that's a tractor. No, it's a piece of <laughs> medical equipment, I think, oh. is a, a retractor. No. <laughs> if you want to use it as a noun, I guess it would be somebody who would retract statements, but I don't think that that's actually a thing. <laughs> well, there's your word of the day, people. Add to the dictionary. <laughs> Trevor word of the day. Texture says, real question is, will Payne be able to recruit, hashtag bring Brom home? If not, has this all been for naught? Well, he brings Brom home. Boy, I, 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 mean, I, I may get a Kenny Payne mini statue up in the house. I mean, what if Brom comes here because of Kenny Payne? Would you just, yeah. I give him a big wet kiss on the cheek. <laughs> I walk right up to him. Don't even say hello. Don't shake his hand. Just be like, come here. Uh, the, the text line finally got it. I was expecting this to happen all day. And it, of course, it comes in right at the end of the radar. I've had this image sent to me probably 15 times today. It's the image comparing the Reds logo to a toilet. I'll, I'll show it to you. Seat. Okay, because of the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that, yeah. it's could not be more fitting. You you just said I could picture that without having, yeah. Boy, what are you, 2 and 10 now? 2 and 11. <laughs> That's, I hate this team so much. I mean. I hate this franchise. I hate myself. There's got to be no, I hate the Castellinis. There's no sport worse than being just giving up this early into a season. When your season's 162 games. All I wanted was them to say somewhat interesting into July. I, I, a simple man. I went 22 years of that playoff baseball in Toronto, but almost every one of those 22 years, they were somewhat competitive to the All-Star break. That's all I, mean, that's they, all I want. Every year they would put and That's kind of how I lived my life in baseball fanhood. I was like, ah, All-Star break's here. Time to give up because we're going to fold and we're going to fade to third place like we always do or fourth place. But. <sighs> I know we're up against the end of the show here, but I wanted to. We, I'd be remiss if I didn't. A quick shout out. Last night, uh, Lou City playing in the U.S. Open Cup third round. They hosted St. Louis City. They went to ten rounds of penalty I saw kicks. That. The game winner, the, uh, the the decisive PK goal, came from Joshua Winder, a 16 year old from that. Oldham County. That's pretty awesome. cool moment. That is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> congrats to him. I heard. I saw that. On the, I would, amazingly, it's my shock. Yeah, I watched the late the eleven o'clock news. Nice local news, and uh, yeah, I saw that highlight, and I was I, that was cool. So they move on to the fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup. They'll play at Detroit uh, City FC next week. I think they haven't set a now, full date. These are actually MLS. No, Detroit City. That's a U.S. They're USL. They're, that's the, still USL, yeah. They're still on amateur side. But if they win this, they'll go to like the – it'll be the round of 16. 
and that will be mostly MLS teams. And they've made that before. They have. Yeah, because I think, didn't they make it to, like, to the round of eight even? Didn't they make it to like... The- I know they made the 16. I don't. I know FC Cincinnati made it to like the, the championship one year when they were still USL. Yeah, them. I hate that. Yeah, everybody does. I, I, I think, I know they've made it to the 16. You may be right. They may have made it all the way to the eight, but it's fun. Like, like Oh, it's awesome. I like getting into this because it is like, it's national attention. You're playing the the best teams from the higher yeah. league and we've we've beaten a couple of them sometimes and I like that, that they seem to be taking this seriously. It's not just a I mean, this is a, side deal. This is a D2 team coming into like, you know, the Big East or a Power 5 team and so they're, in, they're not going to like that you said that. Competing, yeah, and then getting into the tournament. They're not going to like that you said that. Who's not the Because the they're East. pros. There's no pro league. It's not, not a feeder system. Just making sure you know. Uh, tonight, an amateur level. Go we got NBA playoffs going on. Uh, I think the the most interesting game is actually the last one. As much as I'm excited to watch Donovan Mitchell tonight, and hopefully the Jazz will uh, take the series lead back from the Mavericks. Warriors Nuggets, I, I think, is is interesting because the Warriors seem to be hitting their full stride. We'll see if they can do it on the road. They are two and a half point favorites in Denver against the Nuggets. Who you got? Ten o'clock TNT, Trev. I'm uh, just taking Denver. I mean, uh, the, the who who say it was Denver and who? Warriors. No Warriors. Take Warriors. Warriors. They're rolling. They're back. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to watch, so I don't care. Okay, there you go. You know what I might watch? I might watch that 30 for 30 on the Shark. I watched it last night. Was it good? Very good. I'm, 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 I I'm, meant to talk about it today, and now that you say it, I totally forgot. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll watch it tonight because I'm not going to watch the NBA games because I really don't care. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch that tonight, and I've got a movie lined up to watch tonight, too. Here, Can't wait. Throwback for you. Outside Providence. Have you seen it? Never seen it. Very underrated Fairly Brothers movie. You should watch it. You should watch it. I'll watch it tonight. All right, you watch that 30 for 30. We'll talk about the shark on tomorrow's show. I'm sure we'll talk about other things as well. Enjoy your Thursday nights. We're back tomorrow, 3 o'clock, right here on 1450 The Big X.